Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and uh, welcome for this uh, uh, gathering of Mike and the Earth Sparklers. Uh, as- <laughs> or, or, now, wait a sec. So, so is it sparklers or sparkers? I don't remember. I thought it was which- sparkles. I'm so sparkles. Sparkles got it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked it up both ways. Kind of- yeah, right away. You know, take your pick, really. Yeah. Or it some, can be Earth Spark Box, and then we can set things on fire. Oh, I go. like that. I oh, like that too. Uh, but regardless, we have a deep, rowdy crew here tonight, and we are going to be chatting about Transformers Earth Spark. It's the uh, uh, new show on the Paramount Plus, and maybe the Nickelodeon, but also probably not. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, fair warning we're going to be talking uh, tons of spoilers, tons of opinions, tons of hot takes, and probably the the bluest um show uh talking about uh a children's show you could think of so uh content warning for the folks that don't like the swears but you know why you're here uh so my name is mike i am your host and i am joined by a uh terrific panel of i i i love throwing these kinds of parties where it's like you know you have like a couple different friend groups and it's always like (laughs) what would happen if they combined so so this is a this is kind of like a, a meeting of the mike cybert minds um let's see so uh i i don't have an order i'm gonna go in so i i think somebody called top billing earlier so i have to i i, I introducing first the number one lita stand in all of the land it's <laughs> festive fala la la lita how uh, how you doing I'm doing great, Mike. How's it? How's it hanging? <laughs> Terrific. Terrific. Low into the floor. Uh, moving on. <laughs> you asked. This is, this is getting real bad real quick. I'm going to take myself to the human resources department. Uh, also asking for top billing, but was uh, summarily denied uh, one of the most positive folks in the Transformers space out on Twitter.com, sharing all kinds of like cool uh, box art and vintage videos and commercials and just general positivity. It's my dude, Joe Bach. How up, uh, Joe Bach? Joe Bach. God, I can't speak tonight. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing all right, uh, Mark. Doing fine. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> deserve that. I think I think I need to drink some more of whatever's in my mysterious thermos here. Mark Schobert on your podcast. Yeah. Yep. How's the T-Mobile thing going? It's terrific. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> the dude is not me. I get that sometimes too. They're like, I, I legitimately have people message me. This you? No, you you think if if you thought that I was the T-Mobile guy that I would be doing a podcast for free about transport? Hi everyone, Mike Sievert here. We're coming to you from the Sidekicks Pub here at T-Mobile's Bellevue headquarters. It's great vodka in this thing again. Apparently, wow. Yeah, how dare you not share? Setting us up to failure. We're just here. Uh, continuing with our introductions, uh, the uh, uh, the Maven of Mopar uh, joining us again on the Mike Seibert Radio podcast. Uh, uh, a chunk of the Aya Squad. This is kind of like a, a <laughs> Iacon reunion of sorts. Yeah, Chally, uh, how you doing? Hi, Mike. It's long time no see. I'm doing quite well tonight. Thanks for having yeah, me. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for answering the call. Of course. And uh, and continuing, um, you see, I, you would think I wrote these intros, but I did not. Um, no, I wouldn't clearly, think so. 
<laughs> Clearly. So uh, uh, joining us next is the is the Tyrese to my Paul Walker, the other half of the Furious Mics, two mics, two Furious, our upcoming project. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the uh, uh, other half of the two mics, two Furious crew, Michael Andrews. How uh, how we doing? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here with my new TF BFFs. Yeah, celebrating friendship. Love it. And finally, rounding out our uh, panel and kind of like completing the the other uh, component of the Icon reunion of sorts. Uh, it's the Eggman himself making his uh, Mike Cybert Radio debut. Give it up for General Techno. <laughs> hey, how's it going, everyone? <laughs> Beautiful. Looking very festive there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's December. This is the month where I get to wear a Christmas hat until the 25th, at least. Heck yeah. I say wear it year round. Who's stopping you? Heck yeah. Come on. Own it. Just just own yeah. it. Um, so uh the the topic of the evening is Transformers Earth Spark, obviously the the most current um Transformers series. And for some of us, it, it's kind of a return of sorts to uh Transformer shows. Uh some of us have been kind of a, away from the fandom for a while. Some of us are are deeply entrenched. But the thing that that I think I kind of want to start with. Um, my the thing that I always try to figure out when I do these types of review shows, the question that I always seem to ask myself and try to answer for the audience is who is this for? And um, I, I'd love to get y'all's insight on that. But like it, I want to tell a little bit of a story about like kind of like what um, what the show ended up kind of meaning to me accidentally, like. I had no expectations of this show whatsoever. It wasn't even really on my radar. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a Transformers kids show uh, that there isn't anything here from me, but what I have, what I have learned from mistakes in the past um, when, uh, when me and Michael Andrews are going to get into uh, TFA real soon, um, I decided to pass on Transformers animated at the time because I I wasn't vibing with the animation style with uh, with the aesthetic and I had just decided it was not for me and turns out I really did myself a disservice so when Earthspark came around I kind of felt the same way I was like oh well it's a, it's a Transformers show for kids this really isn't for me but it wasn't until I don't know, maybe like they started rolling those short commercials on uh, on social media, on on Twitter. I think it was mostly Twitter. I don't know if I saw them anywhere else. But like when you started seeing more and more of what the show actually is, it's like, oh, this this might be something. What are they? No way. You're a Transformer. Bumblebee, train our youngest members. Bumblebee's coming to live with us! Be ready to help however we can. I want to talk about house rules. Sensing a fun killer. Transformers Earthspar. Stream new series with your family. Exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. So I kind of watched it without expectations and was just uh, uh, completely blown away. And, and, you know, and we'll talk about that um, more as we go. But the thing that um, I, I guess I want to start with going around in in our panel is, one, what were kind of your expectations for the show going into it? And 
who is this show for? Like kind of like a kind of like a two parter type of question, because looking at us, looking at our panel, I don't think any of us are literally in the target audience. I don't know if this show is for us, but um, we all seem to like it quite a lot. So well, speak for um, yourself. They put a Lita one in there and they said, Lita, this one's for you. <laughs> that is Lita. true. He's a bad that's person. True. Too. <laughs> that is that is true. And I and I so actually Lita, why, why don't we start with you? Um you know, so what what were what were your kind of expectations for uh going into Earth Spark? Like was it was it something on your radar? Is it something that, that you were excited for? I mean, I see a promo with Alita and I bark like a dog. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm in. The show has my attention. Speak more. So it was funny, those first few promos, because like, you know, not to get too in the trenches here, but it's like I work in Hollywood. I work in television. So I have production schedules and stuff I can see on the back end. So I did know that there was going to be a Transformers animated show coming around the pike sometime 2020, later 2020. So it was like on my radar already. But I didn't anticipate it to be something that I would be looking that much forward to because, you know, we're coming off of the War for Cybertron Netflix series, very much adult orientated. So immediately my mind saw Paramount and I was or Paramount Plus rather. And I was like, OK, so this is going to be a kid show because they're not going to do back to back adults. And I was kind of worried it was going to trend way into like the rescue bot era of like kids mm-hmm. television. Mm-hmm. But surprisingly, as I watched the series, I realized it's a really nice kind of amalgamation of like a Transformers Prime vibe with like flex of Cyberverse and Rescue Bots in there. So it's really wide span, like wide spanning in terms of the audience and target audience while still being children. They're kind of going the old school, I would say, Pixar route where it's like it's going to appeal to the adults and the parents who are watching it with their kids and it's going to appeal for the adult audience that grew up with these characters and continue to consume the product. Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> totally agree. No, I, I, I think that I think that is a a terrific uh, opening salvo. Um, did anybody else what 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 was what was kind of the temperature of what we uh, what you felt like? Um, following the original reveals after San Diego Comic-Con, like, like in the, in the uh, summertime. Cause like for me, at least just speaking for myself, that, that was when like, you know, I, I, they released like a two and a half minute, uh, it was supposed to be a trailer, but really it was just like, a it's, it's an entire scene of the show and it's where, um, you know, they, they go in the, down into the cave and, and it kind of ends with uh, uh, thrash and Twitch being born and, and it didn't really do anything for me. I'm just like, uh, okay, this is, this is a, this is a thing that's going to happen. So, um, uh, Joe, what uh, uh, you know, kind of being like more on the on the G one or spectrum. Uh, what what was kind of your uh, uh, I I don't know, kind kind of your expectations. What what you thought you were going to get out of the the show, and then um, kind of how you felt a- after we started seeing like that initial first push. Um, I think my experience with this goes back to about February March. I was looking at my timeline recently and I was sharing screenshots of those original um, sh- uh, that little sizzle reel that they gave us right at the beginning where um, I screenshotted that long Optimus face 
Um, I screenshotted some other things too and had a lot of feedback. I screenshotted the uh, Autobot signal inside the ghost um, insignia when we were all like, what is that? And we were all trying to close up these really grainy footage shots and you can see an Autobot face in there, but people thought Quintessons might be involved because of the face that was over the Autobot symbol. So I was sharing that stuff and getting a lot of feedback. And um, I was, I kind of liked that they were going with the Red Optimus. I kind of liked what I was seeing with some of the other characters, but I was encountering some negative comments too. I was looking at my comments on this. People were like, oh man, is this going to be a stylized take like how animated was because of the way that long off that angle that we had Optimus's face on it was. Um, I, I, so, I mean, I was feeling positive about it. I wanted to see more. I was intrigued. Um, but I did notice some feedback that wasn't exactly as positive. Um, I was looking forward to the show, even though I loved Cyberverse, the uh, series that they actually did before the uh, Netflix one, where they went, you know, no humans. Here's a shit ton of Transformers on one side and a bunch on the other. And they gave us some really good stories. They gave you all the characters that if you're someone who kind of leans G1 ish, you were really into it. So, uh, Part of me was looking forward to this, but part of me was also like, I don't know if this will be as good as the last one. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised um, coming into it. I, I wanted to feel hopeful. Um, and then the more we got to see, the more I started feeling better about it. So by the time it got here, I was ready. Um, I was ready to start watching those episodes. And um, just right away with the first two episodes we saw, I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm, um, that kind of hoping for the best, you're actually kind of feeling not let down by it. So I was really excited once we started getting into it. Totally. Um, how about you, Michael Andrews? Let, uh, you know, kind of laying, laying some of that uh, uh, foundational groundwork. What, uh, what were kind of some of your expectations going in? Yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting what people have said so far is that <clears throat> it sort of filled the void of Cyberverse. Uh, for me, it filled the void of prime. Like that's what I was really hoping for from it. I saw some of the early animation. I was like, this is prime. We got some rounded edges. We got some cool silhouettes. Uh, this is going to be really stylized like prime was. And prime is, I know Mike, we're going to be doing some transformer animated stuff, but prime yeah. is like my favorite. Yeah. Like, transformers medium all time. Um, so for me, it was going to fill that void. And, and I got to say it does. Uh, I don't really I mean, it's hard to say like who the target audience is. Well, we know who the target audience is, but I will say because of, you know, the fact that it's on Paramount Plus and that it's streaming, like they are doing stuff for a little bit more for adults. They're hitting the kid notes like it's all there. So I, I guess, yeah, I was just excited for something Transformers Prime-esque and I got it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. How about you, Jolly? Oh, um, well, I have been out of Transformers for a little while, I will admit. So I kind of was a little oblivious. I knew about the show and I knew Nickelodeon was doing a show. And I grew up with Nickelodeon. I was a Nickelodeon baby. So when I found out Nickelodeon was going to be working on a show, I was pretty excited because I was like, wow, Nick's finally getting the reins in a TV show related yeah. to Transformers. But because I was in and out of Transformers, I didn't pay much attention until I saw like one of the teaser trailers where people were complaining about how, um, which is the the red one, the red kid. Is it Optimus. Crush? Is it Twitch the little drone? That's Twitch. I'm yeah. so bad at remembering names. Yeah, it's fine. Um, there was that teaser where like uh, 
it's she right for twitch yeah 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 uh she transforms but like the way they edited the teaser people were thinking like they like went cheap on the animation with it or something and like people were complaining and i'm like okay Uh, i i I, this is all i'm seeing i'm not sure how i feel i can't really make an opinion on just this teaser um but then you know the show released i actually wasn't gonna watch it until mike invited me i'm like okay you know what i haven't done this in a while let me let me give the show a, 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 a a shot and very 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 pleasantly surprised i love that they put elements of the comic in it and i definitely see the old pixar route where they were um uh putting in things that like adults like i laughed a lot (laughs) during the show (laughs) and i just i couldn't get over like i usually don't like bumblebee a lot but i actually adored the bumblebee in this series um was very cute and um i actually um i was a past animator i used to do it um for school for a year and a half but uh Mm -hmm. i appreciated the animation elements i believe is this the same team who worked on teenage mutant ninja turtles because the animation style looks exactly the same there is it is yeah writers for sure so appreciate the animation that last episode especially the animation was just uh, french kiss like yeah. oh my gosh <laughs> chef kiss <laughs> amazing same difference animators themselves if they consent to it um as an adult who usually likes to see more adult elements like in the Transformers series, like when it comes to like taking things more seriously, I was very pleasantly surprised with this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had had, uh, I think I had had my fill of Zack Snyder's, the Transformers. I, I just, I needed something that was a little lighter on its feet. Um, how about, how about you general? Um, you know, okay. what, what, what was kind of the vibe going in? Well, I mean, like, uh, if anything uh, has taught me stuff about Transformers shows and the initial promo stuff, you guys brought up Transformers Animated. I don't know who was all around for that back when we, in, uh, I guess it would be early 2007 when we first got that leaked image from, like, a promo of uh, Optimus Prime in possibly, like, the worst posing for Optimus Prime. <laughs> that made all, of, that made a lot of us, like, prejudge the show very harshly. <laughs> And then, like, about a week later, we got the actual proper promo poster, and everything looked a lot better on there. And then we saw it in motion with the uh, footage that they showed at SDCC, I believe, and Mm -hmm. that converted a lot of us just right there once that uh, clip got online. Um, So, yeah, like, honestly, uh, I've learned enough, and just seeing the names that were going to be involved in this series as well got me excited. Uh, Nicole Dubuque being one of the main producers on it, for instance, uh, Rescue Bots is the longest running Transformers series after all, and she was a major part of that series. And heck, back at TFCon 2019, we did a roundtable of what the best Transformers show was, and uh, uh, our friend uh, Steph won that one with uh, her argument that Rescue Bots was. And by the end, we all kind of agreed with her that, yeah, you basically won the debate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's Nicole DeBook, uh, Ant Ward, as was brought up. He was involved in both the 2012 series, but also he was very involved in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well, which I've not given as much of a shot as I should. Um, And yeah, you've got uh, May Cat did some writing for it. Uh, We've not seen any of their stuff yet. I guess they worked on the back half of the uh, season one as opposed to the front half. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but I really liked uh, their episodes in Cyberverse. 
And yeah, of yeah. course, then we found out that Nick Roche did designs for the show, like about <laughs> middle of the year. And we all got excited because, oh my God, Nick is getting actual money from a studio. He's getting <laughs> the decent, he's getting some decent, uh, decently paid for Transformers stuff for once. Yeah. It's great. Because yeah. Hollywood doesn't know it. how to pay people to better than comics do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, so the I, I, I wanted to kind of close out this uh, chunk of of the discussion with uh, uh, revisiting the the question of who is this for? And for me, this crystallized once they started running those promos that we've already talked about. Like like I've already said, like you know, I, I was kind of lukewarm on it. Was probably going to pass on it. I didn't really see anything that that grabbed my attention. But then I started seeing these uh, snippets of promos, and each one of them had um, a tag at the end that says watch with your family. And that got me to stop in my tracks and raise my eyebrows. I'm like, that's who this is for. It's, it's, um, you know, it, it's folks that look like me. It's for folks that look like me that have kids. It's folks who are kids. This shows for everybody. It's it's literally for everybody. And and the stuff that we're, you know, I, I'm sure we're going to talk about, like, you know, references to, to previous stuff uh, we've already alluded to and, you know, character beats and character moments. And and there there's there's some cool, exciting stuff that isn't without controversy. Um, but but that's what I like about it. It's like it, it's there. There is. Um, there's something for everybody there. There's stuff for the, the crustiest G oneers and, and there's stuff for, you know, like the, like the, the newest fans, like, you know, we, we've talked in several other contexts before about like the, the thing that, that, that's special about transformers that you don't necessarily see in other longtime franchises is that each new iteration represents a new starting point for a new generation of fans. So every new iteration of the Transformers is somebody's G1, whether it's back in 1984 with some of us or um, you know, with, with the 2007 movies uh, with others. And I, there, there have been times where I've been especially cynical I think sometimes, especially with regards to the live action you, movie, no, <laughs> but, but, it's like, right. yeah. yeah, I know, but, but it's like, it's like, you know, I I've come to acknowledge and, and appreciate and realize that every generation is someone's G one. And I get really shitty. Sometimes I'm like, well, I kind of wish it wasn't that for you. <laughs> My point being is that this transformers earth spark is, I think a really cool jumping on point for a whole new generation of fans and for those of us that have lapsed uh, to get reconnected with uh, with the concept and with the franchise. I just I, I it's it, it sounds so dumb, but just like that little bit watch with your family. It's just like that 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 was that was the 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 lightning bolt moment that said, you know what? I think I need to give this a shot. And then of course you get stuff like, you know, um, uh, all, all of the character teases, obviously the Alita stuff, but then you start <laughs> seeing like, you start seeing stuff like muscle car RC. And, um, but I think it was like, I, I tweeted this at some point. I'm like, I did not have heroic Megatron reel on my 2022 bingo card. I never thought that anybody was ever going to do that in any kind of like official media. You always knew how to make an entrance, Meg. My strategy was always intimidation. Wasn't Megatron a bad guy? Not 
anymore. Traitor. Resist. It's my favorite part. The Transformers Earth Spar. Stream the new series with your family this fall. I can never tell if he means me. Or like so, return to form Optimus as the dorky dad model. <laughs> yes, they yeah. changed it up so much with the show. I, like the way Optimus acts in the show, I've never seen that before. Having Megatron as a good guy, I mean, they were just so daring, and I love French that. Yeah. It's Jeff different kiss. for oh, what? Yes. <laughs> and then really you get the different. deep cut. Yeah, and then you get the really deep cuts for the longtime fans, like where hey, we're going to do Swindle and Hardtop. Who remembers Hardtop from Transformers Cybertron toy line and how Swindle was a repaint of Hardtop? Yeah, now we're going to reference that. Yep. It's great. Same, same voice actor and everything. That that's, uh-huh. that's And and I just love that that's just kind of how you start off. Like, you know, uh, again, I, you know, I, I was sold, but even going into that first episode, I'm like, what's this going to be? And then, um, and then it just starts off with this really cool action sequence and you, and you start seeing like uh, uh, pink energon cubes. I mean, when was the last time we saw pink energon cubes? Um, you know, just, just, just stuff like that. It's like, it's um, it, it really, it really starts off with a bang. So I guess then I guess I'll bring up some notes and we'll just kind of like go through uh, some of the episodes and just kind of like talk about um, the, the characters as we meet them. And, and um, yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. So I, and, and only because I'm seeing folks in chat who have not um, uh, like, like Nick, for example, doesn't have the Paramount plus. So uh, I, I think he's just here for friendship because like uh, we're, we're going to spoil the shit out of this show. Yeah, I will say Nickelodeon that. is airing the episodes. I don't know how many they've aired out so far, but they are starting to air them. Oh, oh they, they, awesome. they did a premiere like three weeks ago. I, I had just missed the I just got the end of it, but they did premiere the show. So I think they did this with the SpongeBob camp um, episode, too. They aired it on Paramount and then they eventually started airing on Nickelodeon. So they are starting to roll them out mm-hmm. on Nickelodeon or one of their like, side they, channels. Are like yeah. people behind if they're watching it on Nickelodeon? Like they um they probably might be a little behind. I don't know how Nickelodeon's schedule is, if it's like a once a week kind of thing or what, but they is. most likely, so most likely is. they are a couple episodes behind. Yeah, but it's also important to remember the first two technically episodes and the last two episodes are two-parter episodes. So they'll probably be airing those yeah. um, consecutively or um, yes. rather in the same day. Yeah. So, I mean, you can look at Oh, I'm an industry that. insider. Oh, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the biggest spoiler in Transformers history. Optimus lives. What a score now. For now. One fear for the second half of the season. Optimus Prime is a vampire. You heard it first. Here. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's messed up how they killed Megatron, though, man. I couldn't believe that. Tough. Tough stuff. So I'm going to read the premise of the show for folks that might not know what this is. Many years after the end of the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons, young humans Robbie and Mo Malto are struggling to adapt after moving from Philadelphia to the small town of Whitwicky, Pennsylvania. When they find a strange object in a cave, it grants them mysterious robotic cyber sleeves and gives life to Twitch and Thrash, the first 
first ever Transformers to be born on Earth. Bonded to them through their cyber sleeves, the Maltos adopt the two Terrans into their family, the Autobots now working with Megatron and the secret human organization Ghost, or I guess I should say G-H-O-S-T. Uh, you know, kind of like a shield, that kind of thing. Ghost. Ghost, oh, we say oh, oh, ghost don't you know? Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, Way more ghost legislation than I was anticipating. Uh, so they, they work with ghosts to protect Earth. I'm the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know, they, they work with ghosts to protect the Earth from the remaining rogue Decepticons, uh, reach out to the Maltos, and offer the Terrans the chance to be mentored by Bumblebee with new threats on the horizon, such as the mad scientist Mandroid and very Decepticons still at large. The Maltos work together to keep each other safe and find their place in the world while learning what it truly means to be a family. This is basically a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> in a sense, <laughs> all about family. They all are now. Listen, I was dying when, uh, what's her name? Was it Sunstorm? She called Bumblebee like midlife crisis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. crying. I was like, and his face, I was like, ah! <laughs> Midlife crisis Bumblebee's all we've ever wanted. Honestly. Yeah, I love this yeah. Bumblebee so much <laughs> oh yeah that is finally like we've generation leveled up i guess for them goofy like, optimus and now he's, full, he's full like gen x like mode where he's like wearing the kiss the cook apron at the company barbecue like i love this for him and importantly we're moving past radio bumblebee yes yes, yes. Which I we were just, like we were just having some discourse about yeah, that yeah, right? yeah, yeah, about, yeah. about Radio Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I mean, it, it's it's great to hear Bumblebee one with a voice and to actually have some agency for once. But then I, you know, I I uh I'm a big fan of the first few seasons of community. I I really like Danny Pudi and I that that was Good one choice. of those, that was one of those yeah. casting announcements that initially I kind of raised my eyebrows. I was like, that could be interesting but then we when he shows up it, it's like it's it, it's somehow absolutely perfect i i love his take on the character that it really is kind of like a um I, I don't know. It, it is almost kind of like midlife crisis bumblebee in, in a lot of ways, because th this is a bumblebee that's seen some shit and, yeah. and yeah. a bumblebee yeah. that's continuing to see some shit. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> Very much and, so. And really hasn't quite reconciled a lot of stuff to the point where he, he makes uncomfortable jokes. Like, like there's that thing where he's uh, talking about sound wave in the tapes and it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. No, let me tell you about this one time that, you know, that's why frenzy's in the show and not rumble. <laughs> and, and, and though, and those kids are just mortified. As I was, I'm just like, oh no! It's like it's like you you want to get the the pencil together and try to like spool the magnetic tape. But hang on, buddy! Hang on, buddy! <laughs> Don't you die on me! Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so cold. It's so cold. <laughs> also, how about the fact that they've still not addressed why they need to keep the fact that Bumblebee is a live secret? Oh yeah, I have some theories on that. Actually, go for it. There's more than a few things that are left open in the show that mm -hmm. I yes. think we all started to notice too. But yeah, yeah, what were you saying, Lita, about it? What's your theory? 
Well, so I think it kind of has something to do with a throwaway line that actually Mandrake had when he was talking to Dot in the finale, where he says, like, oh, remember, like, the Autobot friendly fire and people got caught up into it. Now, to me, I take that as a way as being like, okay, that's when possibly Dot shifted from being an optimist, like, you know, um, whatever follower or, like, partner or something like that and moving away from it. And also... It also would lead credence to like, okay, well, who was the Autobot friendly fire? What happened there? Were all Autobots banished because there is like bad blood and stuff like that? Or is it Optimus' way of not being quite sold on the fact that he trusts Ghost completely? So he's keeping his own uh, close circle of friends like Bumblebee, like Wheeljack, hidden and away from them. That way he can kind of have some agency in case, you know, something were to turn dire. Yeah. I, I love it. And and that's one of the cool things, too. It's like, um, you know, I'm not a writer. I don't write thick, but I've I've acquainted myself with a, a lot of imaginative friends. And the thing that I've noticed from talking to folks that write and participate in in uh, in thick is that like I my imagination is a little more open that I used to just kind of like take things as it came to me. Now I kind of like think more on fleeting references and kind of look at stuff between the cracks. Like, you know, there's, there's obviously stuff that has happened that's incredibly traumatic to a lot of these, these characters. Like, I mean, obviously a physical trauma uh, to dot specifically. And even aside from that, there was obviously some, drastic falling out somewhere along the way um even even to the point where the when when the events of the show kick off it is a reunion of sorts and it seems like she hasn't had interactions with the transformers for quite some time um when she picks up with optimus it's very frosty at first. And obviously when, when she picks up with Megatron again, I mean, it, it, it's obviously different, but it's still, there's been separation. There's, there's been time away. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I would have looked at those things as anything other than, than, than face value, um, uh, you know, more, more than a couple few years ago, if, um, um, if that makes sense. It also um, might be something that they could have hinted to in terms of like the first episode. Like, remember how the dad's doing that like flashback? We get like the G1 yes. like callbacks and really and everything. So while we're yes, fanboying, so fangirling, which A plus, there's again this like throwaway kind of thing where the dad is obviously retelling the story. So there's not a lot of detail that Bumblebee was left behind on Cybertron, somehow rejoined them. The space. And I can't remember the order exactly, so someone correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I believe it was like Bumblebee is on Cybertron, the bridge is destroyed or some sort, Bumblebee is magically there. So in my mind, I also kind of take that with being like, you know, just reading between the lines, as you mentioned, Mike, like, is it possible the space bridge wasn't completely destroyed and that's what they're mm-hmm. hiding? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. one thing, though, that you bring it with regards to Bumblebee that... Uh whatever they whatever he did it can't necessarily be like that public knowledge if it is some sort of war crimes if only because there is no way that uh Ale- that uh, alex would be like a massive bumblebee fanboy right. who rivals <laughs> all his, uh, a lot of bumblebee so, yeah. merch for someone that committed a war crime oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> his wife would have shut him down like within like hours 
But you don't think there's going to be some kind of drama with that, that he's such a big Bumblebee mark oh, I that something's so. not coming down the pike to surprise him eventually about that? That's kind of like what I took it. That's what I took it as. Something I just wanted to put in really quickly, it was a throwaway line towards the end of it. But Prime had said to Megatron, you know, we've been working with the humans for 30 years. And then he goes, you for about 15. Yes. So we're about 15 years yes. out from when yeah. Megatron had switched over. So we've got a long space of time. So like Mike was saying, there's been some time between Dot, you know, interacting with the Transformers and things being where that war was like at the Battle of the Bay and the Battle of San Francisco, yes. like they were yeah. talking about. Yes. We've got some space between that now. Yes, I have my theories on that myself. So that we're um, talking about Bumblebee still. So I, I, I love it. And it's um it's fascinating, even in the, in these early conversations we're having, how much rich depth there is in this children's show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I mean th- this has more. This already has more deep lore than it really has any right to. Which you know, I mean, get, getting back to the whole perspective of like, who is this for? This is for everybody because, like, all the stuff that we're talking about is all the stuff that we see, um, uh, you know, in, in between the cracks. But like, kids watching this show, you know, th- there there's plenty for them, and it's not overly complicated. It's bright, it's colorful, it's fun, it's action packed, and. It reminds me, I mean, I, I I hate that everything for me always seems to go back to the Transformers, the movie, but it always seems to go back to the Transformers, the movie with me. And like, <laughs> I, I can, I, you know, engaged with that movie when I was seven years old. And then I engaged with it when I was 37 years old and had a, had, you know, a depth of experience. And when you have stories that are written for uh, from a more mature standpoint, they're rewarding to go back to. That's that that's why season three is kind of fun of uh, of G one. I mean that that's 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 the whole thing with with TFP. That's that's why folks like Prime so much because like you know they they probably saw it when they were a kid and then went back to it as an adult and said, "Holy smokes, there's there's a lot more here that than I saw initially." And I. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. I don't think that's what he. When they dropped that line in the first episode, I'm like, "Of course you did." Just <laughs> and it and it was done in a way that wasn't like um, cringy. Like I mean, like the first time Shia LaBeouf says it, it's funny. The fourth time somebody says it, it is not funny. But... It was it was very wink, wink, nudge, nudge, without being like, "Did you get it? Are you happy? We got it out of the know. way. There, we did the line. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We can keep the lights now. Before we get too far away from the moment, I just wanted to say, like, uh, the moment that really like hooked me for the show that I was like, mm. this is in, I'm on board, was that sort of like uh, Dot's distrust of Optimus trusting in Megatron. Like mm. that moment, like I was kind of like, okay, it's a kid's show. Okay, it's kind of cool. Oh, Megatron's a good guy now. We've seen that before. Oh my God, here's a human that's like prefers Megatron over Optimus. Yeah. I think different. that's the coolest. Very that different. So cool. Mm-hmm. And there's so much like, backstory we can get from that and just like yes. seeing what could how that bond formed and yes. conversely a human that megatron also trusts just as much yeah. if not more yes. absolutely yes. How did that the last happen? episode makes that it. crystal clear there was so yes. much implicit trust there heck so, of a bond i'm convinced the live, the live that live is... love photo 
truly got oh. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. Like, affirmation wall. <laughs> I'm convinced that uh, that 15 years ago very much has to do with Dot uh, in terms of from Megatron switching sides. And I am really, mm. really crossing my fingers that at some point later on in season one, we get a flashback episode which shows oh. just why Dot and Megatron are so tight and why Megatron yeah. switched sides. I think yes. they will do that in season two. Season two in general is usually when they really start to warm up into a story and backstories and stuff for the most part for shows. So and I wouldn't I, mind I'm confident. a whole episode of that. Just yes. Like, oh, pivot. Yeah, like just a flashback. Like a Mandalorian episode and do them. And and what you do is you do it in that same uh, uh, G1 animated style. No, 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 no. This is uh, 15 years ago. So this is probably, no, you do it CFA? either. You, do, <laughs> yeah. well, you, do, you could do that. Do a Derek Wyatt tribute. Do a full on Derek oh. Wyatt tribute with that episode. Oh, uh, yes, that's special. That or the Unicron trilogy style animation. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. So like Transformers taking... Cybertron, hey, we're going to animate toys and be all really blocky. <laughs> right? And people will go, oh, wow, they really trimmed the budget on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so before uh, before we get uh, further into like the Transformers characters, because we, we've talked about, you know, obviously we've talked about uh, uh, several of the individual uh, Transformers so far, but we haven't talked about like the, the, the beginning of the show because it has a emphasis and I think what will be the first polarizing aspect, probably the most polarizing aspect of the show in that it's very much focused on humans and it's very much focused on family and it's very much focused on the effect that the transformers have on the humans and on the earth and um wading into uh controversy not necessarily amongst us as a panel because i i I think we all have very similar opinions but like um i i was at um uh, uh tfcon chicago uh, recently and part of the podcaster roundtable and you know like the, the perspective of uh humans came up briefly because like we were we were talking about earth spark or something i i don't remember the context it was just kind of like a fleeting reference but i just kind of like asked as a just kind of like a, a random poll i'm like you know who uh you know who who likes humans in transformers dead silence you know it's like who thinks there shouldn't be humans in transformers and people are like ah. Oh. now granted i i will also say that the majority of the crowd um are folks that kind of look like me so but then we also have a series that's exclusively cybertronians aka the netflix war for cybertron series and everybody shat on that so you know at one point it's like you're not going to please everybody clearly because exactly. even when you get what you want you still don't like it Yes, they need humans. People don't know it, but they need humans. They need the foil. It's as clear as yeah. that. How can you justify the uh, alt modes if you don't have any humans involved? What is this, the Cars universe? <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that's 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 amazing. And and uh, so again, we're already vibing. But it's like I mean that that crystallizes the the thing that I. I've landed on, but then also want to try to impart uh, to the audience because, like, I think you need humans for a number of reasons. I mean, obviously, uh, the the reasons we just mentioned, but you also need something for a um, scope and scale. 
So it's like mm-hmm. it when you you see that first scene in the 2007 movie where Optimus reveals himself to Sam and Michaela and all of the other Autobots come in. If you don't have that truck that is now a robot towering over real actors, it, it doesn't it it doesn't mean anything. I I think you need humans to reflect the humanity of the transformers you know it's like you know lita you were talking about the the war for cybertron series and i i feel like stories that are uh removed from a human organic element kind of misses the point and i liked that early on in earthspark it's it, it, it's very much the story about the Malto family and them trying to adjust to um, a new place and, and who hasn't been kids that's moved and had all of, all of those uh, awkward feelings. I mean, that, that stirred up a bunch of stuff in me that I hadn't thought about in a very long time. Um, but, uh, you know, so and, and it's very much about them. Oh, yeah. And there's Transformers in it. Right. So and I like, think. Sorry, just to jump in there, but it's like, I feel like you're really circling the periphery of what my point was going to be. And that's, you know, we need foil. But more importantly, again, if we're thinking of who the show is for, it's for families, it's for kids. Kids are not going to identify nine times out of 10 with a robot that is millions of years older than them a car and maybe some kids. I don't know. I don't want to generalize yeah. here. But and that has heavy PTSD. Yeah. And yeah. Father was a car. How dare you? <laughs> it wasn't. But it's like you you very much need to have that human and that childlike narrative lens that you can look through easily because now it's like, you know, children are watching this and it's like, yeah, I remember when I moved to nowhere and my parents got this new job and I didn't know anyone, but man, would it have been awesome to have a robot BFF, like to help me out through these tough times. Like, you know, you really need to also think of it in terms of like, you're not just approaching it from the lens of I'm a whatever something adult. I'm also a child and it's very easier for a child to like see the story and relate to the story through another child's eyes. Mm -hmm. Right. Plus without humans, you don't get scenes like uh, in episode nine. Was it that amazing action sequence, which is going to go down as if it hasn't already has gone as one of the best uh, transformers action sequences of all time. Get the When everybody is saying that, like, you know, you've got it. Yeah. Yeah, you you know you've tapped into something special when yeah. the the fandom at large rallies around a moment and says that's 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 something. It's like that. Yeah, I remember when, that's what it when the opening for. credits for that one came up, and I saw how many storyboarders were on that episode. I was like, oh, interesting. And then I saw that scene, and it's like, and that is why there's so many storyboarders on that episode. Yeah, someone was probably just boarding that sequence. Woo! Yeah, baby! That's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's all about. Has anything conveyed how dangerous it would be to be a human in the middle of a battle, like right in front of you with Transformers? I know the movies have done things like that, but some of the damage in the movies was just so outrageous that it was kind of, you can lose it in that. But in in that episode, though, yeah, yeah, Dark of the Moon, yeah. The Chicago Siege, I thought was horrifying. I think there's a scene in, uh, yeah, there's a scene in Darkness Rising from Transformers Prime, the opening Mm -hmm. five-parter, which does evoke that as well with the kids being caught in the middle of an uh, Autobot uh, Decepticon uh, fight. 
I, I still think that this one did it the best because those other ones you remember, but this one thing seems like it's going to stick with you though. Like how Dot's running to get the kids, how Dot gets her and Alex together, yes. how you're like, oh damn, are they going to get out of this? I mean, you know they're going to, but that you can actually think that for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Skywarp has a brain scary. using powers tactically during the whole scene as well. Yeah. 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 Very yeah, nice. I mean, that, that 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 was a big highlight for me. I mean, obviously, like the thing with that whole battle is it it's it's visceral, it's intense, and it's personal, which mm-hmm. is so cool. But like even like the the opening parts of that, you know, where where it's uh, Skywarp and Nova Storm, and you know, like uh um you know Prime using his axe defensively and offensively, and and it was mm-hmm. it was just cool to see Optimus like you know um using a melee weapon but not in a way to like you know uh bash someone's face in that that yep. kind of thing it's like there there are there are tactical ways to use a battle axe yes. that that aren't you know viciously violent i yes. think his movie counterpart would have just uh mm-hmm. just would have gone full gallagher on, on the- is there anyone that particularly does not want me to smash this pig well then let's go <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, there's Megatron who literally just pile drives someone using his fusion cannon, which I didn't know I needed oh. until that moment. I was like, where has this been all my life? <laughs> and then at the end of the sequence, you're reminded that there's a news crew there filming all of this. Uh, and they've got yep. that same bird's eye view of chaos that you have. Only it's like you can understand how uh, why Optimus and everyone is so worried about that just because there was n- I'm sorry, but like that is like a that's the sort of thing that gets countries putting way too much money in the military budgets. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You're not wrong. (laughs) You're not wrong. And and I feel like we could we could do an entire separate episode just breaking down that whole sequence, just like frame by frame, blow by blow, Mm -hmm. because there's just so much that happens in such a short time. And and it just it, it 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 ticks all the boxes and gives you so much. It's like, it's, it's one of those things where I, I found myself genuinely like excited watching, watching a transformer show. And I, I don't know if I've had that feeling since I was, well, maybe not since I was seven years old. I mean, it's like there there are aspects of the live action movies that kind of, kind of, kind of itch that same tingle, but like, it was just like the, the the camera movements all of the motions it's just like no this is this is legit awesome this this is genuinely exciting you know in a way that you know while we've had a lot of you know cool transformers media there there's just something about seeing it play out on screen where it's just like oh you just you just get the goosey bumpies it's just uh (laughs) it's just it's just really cool stuff um but yeah, so I mean, so early on, we, you know, we, we meet the human characters, and we meet the kids. And, um, you know, kid characters are generally pretty annoying. And I think that they do a good job of uh, setting up uh, both uh, Robbie and Mo as Pretty annoying human characters right off the bat, which I, I don't say that disparagingly because I think they're kind of meant to grow on you because I mean, I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys had the same experience, but that, that was, it's like, as, as they're growing and go, going through their trials and tribulations, I find my, I found myself throwing in with them 
way more than than uh, you know because i mean you know robbie comes across as very very petulant and and mo comes across as, as very irritating uh because i mean you know we've we've all had younger siblings at some point that you know want to want to hang out with us and and are, are generally very annoying but like um I, I just I, I appreciate the the amount of uh, character development that they they put into them. And, um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if this this is the good spot to, you know, start beginning to um, talk about it. But, you know, one one of the iconic things that I think makes this transformers earth spark kind of special is the diversity and representation i i i i mean it's 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 very very cool and mm -hmm. um i i do think that that's maybe um i don't know if we're keeping score of the things that are um challenging to certain fans you know it's like first you got an emphasis on humans oh and then we're gonna throw in um diversity and inclusion uh which i'm sure folks on the right would say oh the the their woke agenda or well we have a definition for that word now and it's exactly yeah. that. Dude, that's i i love that uh, you know what i i think now is good a time as any for me to take a uh um a sip of my beverage that i specifically uh take a breath mike take this. a breath oh no it's uh <laughs> One breath, ladies and gentlemen, for an hour. Can we also just oh. say how amazing it is, all the different uh, cultural accents that a lot of the robots had as too? Yeah. I've never seen so many different accents used for the bots before, and I was just so, so happy Scottish to see that. Megatron. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> did Optimus have a little bit of an accent going on too? I, I couldn't tell, but southern, it's, it's kind of like a relaxed southern draw. I like, like I remember it. Seeing, then, I remember seeing an interview with Alan Tunick, and he was talking about he wanted to model his Optimus voice after I like long haul truckers. And, and know, one of yeah. the um, the new bots, uh, uh, one of the new ones that came in the later episode was like an Australian accent yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, nightshade! It's nightshade, right? No, no it's, it's the other one. Uh, the, oh. Hashtag, uh, hashtag, yes, hashtag, hashtag. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I loved the diversity, even in the bots, when it came to their accents. Like what? <laughs> I, and I didn't realize that that was uh, Nightshade's actual voice too. I thought I thought she was uh, putting on an act when they were trying to infiltrate. But then oh, you mean hashtag? On, yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, oh, that that's how she talks. Yeah, that's cool. That's that that's really neat. Um, and and again, you know, kind of jumping all over the place because, like, you know, we kind of invoked the the new Terrans that that show up at the end. We haven't even talked about Twitch and Thrash yet, but like, yeah. you know, uh. Yeah, we'll talk about the first episode if we're being honest I mean, okay. <laughs> you're kind of we're just kind of we're just kind of glancing through the place yeah exactly i i don't know if we're going to get through 10 episodes of uh discourse but in terms of like discourse yeah <laughs> yeah but that's but a minute one seconds 30 uh <laughs> <laughs> but but in terms of like diversity and representation i mean it's you know i i saw this uh um you know making the rounds headlines um and and not always in the most positive of of context but again you you have 
you know, a a transformer that now identifies as non-binary and uses they them pronouns. And I just think I mean, that that's, that's it, a, it, it was yeah. there. It was there the whole time. And it's just like it just it I don't know. It, it takes too long. The, so, the fandom reaction was strong enough that uh, we got a new short pack comic uh, drawn out of it. And that le- that comic leaves me in hysterics whenever I open that comic because of how accurate oh my god just it'll be up there until april 1st realistically given his short how often he does new comics so go check out his uh, front page of that because oh my god not to mention just the news in general like i remember i i went to work the next day and i subscribed to a bunch of like you know inside like inside hollywood variety Mm -hmm. deadline all that they're all talking about it so it's like it was in the trade it's outside our little niche like this is big news wow (laughs) yeah awesome it, it was wild. I mean, I mean, so uh, so very cool. But again, I mean, I mean, score one for uh, for that for that representation that I, I think is so important. And I mean, and again, for I mean, Charlie, you said it best already. I mean, you just the diversity in the voice cast and the cast of the humans. I mean, it's like it it feels very real. And yeah. I, I, I don't know what the woke agenda is, but if 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 that's what they're selling, I'm I'm buying. Mm. Oh, these I mean, tears. So refreshing. Oh, Honestly, it's while so I was funky. watching the show, I was just like, man, is this like am I am I dreaming? Like, is this show legit? Like, is this real? Because yeah. they just did so many things I've never ever seen in any other Transformers series. And before. I will say I do think we have a really big thank you to give to Nicole Dubach for all of that. Like her work previously very much echoed mm-hmm. what we're receiving now. And I really yes. do see I'm not in the writer's room, but I very much see her as being like a voice really leading this charge along with the other writers and you know just a huge shout out in general to just the entire production and everything for green lighting this and giving us that like that is just a huge win across the board for representation transformers or not yeah yeah, yeah. and to and to the people at hasbro who who okayed all this stuff too yes. exactly yes. end of the day they have hasbro, nickelodeon paramount plus all of them yes yeah and, and that everybody uh you know converged on this and and somehow wrapped their arms around it and said this and it's i mean you you love to see it and it's it's really cool and i i wonder the cynical part of me if like when in the writer's room they're kind of talking about like mission statements i wonder if they they went to some of those facebook groups and figured out all the stuff that people are pissed off about and said, we're going to do that. We're going to give you, we're going to give you humans. We're going to give you uh, ethnically diverse humans. We're going to give you a, a variety of uh, uh, diversity in voice casting. And you know what? We're, we're going to, we're going to throw in a transformer that identifies as non-binary also. Um, it's even roles, Mike. I don't know if anybody's noticed this, but have you noticed that the person with the most heroic poses in this show is Dot? Yeah. Dot always looks like huh. a goddamn action hero yeah. in the show when they show her. She does lots of different poses. It's subtle. It's not like they're trying to bash you over the head with it, but they're showing this is normal. Look at this yeah. woman kick ass. Look at this woman kind of stand in a certain way. Look at this woman with her gun. You know what I mean? And it's not like, oh, look, it's a woman doing it. It's she's the fucking she's the rock star on the show right here she's the one who kicks ass this is how she's posed 
Um, we love an active female character. We love to see that. <laughs> oh, you want you want to talk about representation stuff too? What about even the yep. fact that where we got the reveal in the last episode that uh, she actually is an amputee as well? Yes. Like she has that war yep. injury, and yep. you have Mandroid who is basically using that as like the as the sympathetic bit of his sob story, and mm-hmm. her response to that is, "Yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah." Um, I'm part Filipino. My uh, my grandmother was half Filipino, and knowing that Alex is saying Lolo and uh, things <laughs> like that, Alex is like bringing in. I, I don't want to call him Tagalog, you know. I don't know that for sure. I don't know where they're going with it, but just some of the stuff, like his accent, his the way he talks about his grandparents, the way he's trying to pass down the tradition to the kids. Um, he, I don't know where I've seen that before. To tell you the truth, the media. Um, I don't think we have seen that much at all, to tell you the truth. And it's just like, it's refreshing. And it's not like they were like, he wasn't like talking with a really thick accent. And he wasn't talking about, oh, my grandfather back in Manila. Or you know what I mean? Something like that. It was just like, hey, this is part of the show. This is his background. He's trying to pass down some stuff to his kids. And it's just like, that's there. It's like you're, I, I mean, I grew up in a really diverse area in California. And just seeing the different things that they're showing with the different characters, and they're not like, hit you over the head with it. This is the way it is. They're just making it seem like it's normal. It's really refreshing. Yeah, and like to your point, it's like it is something where it is refreshing, where it's like, yeah, it's like we're not making a point and like not looking at the camera like, did you see that? We checked the box. Shut up. It's like, no, it's very much woven into the ethos of the story. And again, it just makes the world feel lived in. The fact that we're not you know, having the shot of Dodden lingering on it or having what I hate the most is like some stupid throwaway comment like, women get shit done. It's like, no, like, they just exist. Like, stop. Like, they just exist. Like, exactly. Like, I'm very much like, you know, like, that's why I love Alita. Very, you know, strong. But even with her, paired up against Optimus and um, paired up against Megatron, we're not focusing on, well, she's like the female robot. Oh, look, she's a leader. Are you happy? Now? It's like, she just is. They just exist. Yeah. And that's, I think, the true breath of fresh air that Earth Spark yes. brings. Yeah. And I think that's what people, I think, are very drawn to it for that reason. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the casual confidence that, that the show just throws in there. Like, all, all of all of the references are so subtle. Like even uh, like Technogi, you were talking earlier when uh, uh, Dot reveals her injury. It's not like, it, there isn't like like a strong music cue or it's like, dun, dun, dun. It's just like, she just casually tucks up the uh, uh, her pant leg and you just see her uh, um, Actually, uh, prosthesis. And earlier, that, the, yeah, they showed we, it. They, yeah. Very nonchalantly, she Drink just wore the shorts. Yep. Yep. Dip in the shorts, yep. That's I think right. I literally, I yep. think I like, yeah. paused and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, whoa, she's an amputee. That's awesome. Like they, they just casually, whatever. Like she, yeah. yeah like, again, just I'm existing. too oblivious. <laughs> well, and, and even a lot of the stuff that, that Joe was talking about too, it's like, it's none of it is like elbow nudgy. It's like, if you get it, it's like that. That's that's gonna click with you. Whereas, like, um, there there were so many of like the cultural references that shot right over my head, and that's that's a good thing. That's not how I mean that. But what I mean though is that like it's just there. It's, it's, it's normal. Not, yeah, yeah, other. yeah. It, it's the the casual yes. subtlety and and the real 
texture of just daily life you know because yeah. like you know if we're we're like hanging out and stuff and and you you know you start talking about your lolo it's not going to be like the music is going to change and like it's like look I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm signaling to something that's important to my culture no it's just there and yeah. and again I, I i find that um incredibly refreshing and and very special to the point where who knows maybe it would inspire i don't know kids maybe adults <gasps> to actually like i don't know learn some stuff about the references that they don't understand how about that how dare <laughs> a show educate children that's so interesting you mentioned that because there's literally like shots of them at school learning about cybertronian history yep, so yep. it's like oh, yeah. textbook like, there's some people I'm looking at this world where it's like, man, if you're like me and you're hoping for Transformers, you just know there's going to be those people who are going to be like, aliens, another world? They don't look like us? No, send them back. Send them back. Don't like that. You know what I mean? So again, it just really tells what it was like, yeah, like embracing and learning of all other cultures is very prevalent in this mm -hmm. world, which it fucking should be. Like, yeah, honestly. Absolutely. Please. No, before we get too far off the topic, I just wanted to say about the like the human characters. Um, first of all, they've been trying to like in Transformers, they've always been trying to find a way to like make the humans more relatable. And and this is like the pinnacle of it, right? Like they've actually like sort of birthed the new Transformers on Earth. Like there's this yeah. actual uh -huh. like bond, visceral connection. Bond. They have yeah. the sleeve, it's this it's this ET thing, but like something they can like point to and be That's like, what this I was is gonna say. Yeah, so I think they've done a great job of that. And then, Joe, about like what you were saying earlier with the posing and stuff, like there's been two times in this show where I was just naturally like, um, oh, man, the, the Megatron figure has to come with a dot figure for the shoulder. Uh, and, and I hope, and I, and I had a moment where I was like, I hope they make Twitch like a backpack like for yes. uh, the, the little guy. But I was just like, what's his name? What's the brother's name? Robbie. 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 I was like, I hope he like clips on somehow. I hope there's like, and I was just going through that naturally. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm wishing for like human action figures for this show. That's a good sign for this. Yeah. For this. Go me for Dot's action figure with her leg and view and everything. Yeah. Right. I, I was, yeah. was going to say, there is I, a Mo coming. Mo's included with somebody. I can't oh, yeah, remember right. who, but Mo's included with somebody. I think it's Bumblebee or is it, um, yeah. is it Twitch? But I know she's coming with one of those figures. What'd you say? Yeah, I think or it would, would be Thrash. thrash that's like her. Yeah, eyes. but I don't oh, think Thrash yeah. has been like shown. No, but yet, it wasn't with the deluxes. It was one with some of the gimmick, uh, more yeah. gimmick right. figures. Right. Let me see. I'm checking this as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saved the pictures actually. Hold on one second. Um, okay, well, who's um, doing that? Who do people like better, uh, Thrash or Twitch? Who's who's thrash. Team Thrash? Who's Team Twitch? I'm, I'm Thrash. thrash. Nobody show votes. Yeah, I'm, I'm Team Thrash. <laughs> Oh, Thrash. Nice. Thrash. I, the goggles, I, right? The goggles. Hilarious. Yeah, see. Goggles. This is personality, too, though. I just I'm, love the, the fake I'm transformation. Like when he pretends to transform. It's giving me his own side card that Jerry's is truly well, yeah. well, Twitch was really cute when she goes, Am I a minivan now? And she yeah, was, was like bending cute. over by the minivan. That was really cool. Feeling <laughs> very minivan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. When also during that sequence, I don't know. Like I'm trying to place the reference, but Twitch does like a. Is it like a Naruto like jutsu thing? Oh, like, ninja running there. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like when she's trying remember. to transform. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Twitch. Uh, like myself, definitely my favorite yeah. of the two. 
Yeah. Mo will be coming with a, a Bumblebee uh, figure. Damn, what what kind it's of one is this? It's a spin I think it's a thing. Yep, you're right. That's it. But she does come. It's it's not like it's a, a five POA figure or anything like that. I think it's a static one, but she is going to be included with the Bumblebee picture. I do see that here. It does transform. So, just give me a shoulder dot. That's all I want. And then yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> another okay. Megatron. For sure. Shoulder dot. <laughs> yeah. Let's start it now. Yeah, I, I like it. Well, Hashtag. I, I I don't know if I, if I'm being uh, especially greedy and and Joe will uh, uh, pick up on this as well. I'd like to see Dot and Classified series. I I'd, I'd like to see a GI here. Wouldn't that That'd be, be cool? fun, dude? Wouldn't, they've I'm, already shown they've already shown her in military gear at one of those yeah. battles in the flashback. With Decepticon yeah, Megatron still with his badge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, eat that shit up yeah. for breakfast, honey. Yep. That- that yep. that's a, a collaborative that I, that I would throw down for you. You get yep. a you get a mm-hmm. scale dot with a with an equally scaled Megatron. Where's where's that Haslab? Has season Fire. two been confirmed yet by Paramount or? Uh, yes, season it is. Two, okay, it was it, which was weirdly enough. We were talking about this I think a little bit earlier that it was the season two was greenlit before season one had even began to air and i think oh they just got it all yeah i want to say it was about what was it like a month or so before new york comic-con san diego okay in and around that time where it was like announced that oh it's greenlit for season two so cool cool season two or is it season one b Season oh, two. okay. Season All right, so two. it is going to be season two. Yeah, like separate. Hopefully, like right um, now, season one is 26 episodes for the flight, but they've split it, I'm assuming, I again, as we talked earlier, for the different sweeps markets. Do we know together. if the contract like has a certain amount of seasons at Greenlit, or like it's kind of like after season two, they got to then get reevaluated to see if they could get more seasons? Uh, I think that I think that would happen after February oh. when the second half of the season, because then. Got it, got it. But the, they would do at least a, a general order for 10 episodes. Cool. Would cool, be my cool. guess. I really hope they go more than three seasons because unfortunately that seems to be the limit. There's a lot to mine here. There's a <laughs> lot to mine. Yeah, let's try and get Nicole DeBook to at least tie her record for most episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So go out and support it. Go out and buy the merchandise because it needs to it needs to generate the revenue. So listen, yeah. buy the subscription, watch it multiple times, get that viewership up, buy the toys, buy the merchandise, show them that we want this and we're going to eat it up. Yeah. Like yeah. Well, the and if you're in Canada, they're on the shelves. Toys. Go to Walmart and buy them toys r us baby <laughs> oh god a walmart not, not modern toys r us not modern toys r us modern they... toys r us took a turn a year ago oh, all right if we're going to talk about this we need, need to talk we're, we're seeing a lot of great things about them and mike said i'm the positive guy but man did they fumble with the toys they they've just come out with all these episodes people are feeling really good about the show and i heard the toys aren't around till february or march right yeah i can't even oh. buy i can't even like buy like the the pre-sale oh, which man. is which is especially i don't know strange considering they would have hit primetime christmas market yes. yeah right <laughs> Like it's I have them pre-ordered on Pulse, but they're telling me it's not till February, March to expect those to ship out. They're in town here. They just haven't shown up at the Walmart near me because they only showed up last week. 
Oh, now, really? Granted, wow. Yeah, yeah, they're all over in Canada now. So, yeah, Walmart's which, uh -oh. and Which, everything. granted, this could also be, like, just a purely supply chain issue, like, mm -hmm. as the COVID and the pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, what's going delays. on in, you know, overseas and stuff like that. There's probably delays, I would imagine, because I'm assuming I, a lot of this yeah. is coming from overseas. I think it's a little bit also they yeah. didn't know what they had, though. Like, I think this was, like, ironically, the one time they're like, ah, it's just another dud by Hasbro. We better not make too many. And now, like... But I'll I, I think it's it. important to look at the to put this in context though with the la with uh, the last several Hasbro shows uh, when you consider that this is actually a very fast turnaround. Like yeah. Transformers Animated, the toys got pushed back six months because retailers wanted movie toys. Um, oh. Transformers Prime, they decided early on, oh, you know what, we're not really going to bother with toys to start out with this, and it was like a year until like the non first edition stuff hit. Uh, Robots in Disguise 2015 was a bit iffy as well. Cyberverse, we didn't get, they didn't realize that people actually wanted deluxes until like a year <laughs> in, at which point they actually sh showed off in the back of the room, oh, hey, we have some deluxe toys. And then everyone uh, lost it over like the stuff that was off to the side in the room. It's, Can we yeah, also they're... just talk about how badass it was when they were going into the facility and Megatron's walking and like without even like like change she just casually grabs onto his foot and just yes! hangs on I'm like yeah, yeah, that was cool. yes! my fucking mind I was like amazing amazing <laughs> yeah I mean this is this is truly something we haven't seen in Transformers yet amazing like this, like yeah. this human bond between Megatron and mm -hmm. her like mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's really it's French kiss. Time. I mean, it, it's. I mean, French kiss. French kiss. Forget chef kisses. It's French, French kiss only. It's not just an Autobot Megatron. It's a very season two more than meets the eye Autobot Megatron at that. Yeah. Like the design images that came out the other day, like they straight up had like the Flame Toys model kit as reference on the actual mm -hmm. design mm -hmm. sheet there for Megatron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. I, I remember. Again, can we just say Nick Roche? Thank you, Jesus. Yes. <laughs> like, thank, thank you so you much, for your Nick. Services. Oh my gosh! Thank you, thank you, Nick. We love you. Well, <laughs> French, and, and French kiss. And French kiss. <laughs> what have I started here? What have I done? He's a handsome fellow. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> no, um, but I mean, yeah. So I mean, talking about like the the design and aesthetic of all the characters, it's it, it's new but also familiar, and it has. Like the that that kind of rounded quality that that kind of Nick Roche texture, but it also has like that that flower floral dairy uh uh you know season three Transformers the movie kind of like those types of characters as well. I mean, like you kind of see like a bit of like you know Cup and Springer and Hot Rod kind of in in you know anytime I see see Transformers with like rounded thighs, <laughs> um I always <laughs> I always think of like that that design aesthetic for sure and it's but you get like a little bit of everything like you get blocky bots you get curvy bots you get you get a little little bit of everything and i i mean again talking in terms of like um you know representation you get you, you get a few different body types and i think it's not just like everybody is just like one static yes. generic robot i mean you got big robots you got small robots you got you got thick bots you got svelte bots you know yeah live characters and it's like i mean it, it's just really cool because i mean like i mean again you know be, being a g1er that that this was this wasn't something that we necessarily got we got like uh uh 
bots that were blocky and big or blocky and small or blocky yep. and medium yeah. <laughs> or blocky with wings take your pick like, yeah. blocky, blocky. <laughs> do, do, do you like tires or wings it's like <laughs> these, these are your choices occasionally tank McDonald's value menu of what you can get <laughs> exactly. exactly still the character <laughs> and then sometimes blocky without kibble if it's season one yeah yes but yeah, no, I just I I thought the the designs were were very brilliant and and representative of of the characters, especially when we when we meet the Terrans. I mean, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Twitch is 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 jumpy and bouncy and enthusiastic, and and Thrash is more you know kind of kind of a laid back dope <laughs> kind of a I, I I don't know I almost get like a, not necessarily like a surfer bra vibe, but you know just kind of like you know just kind of like um i don't i don't know he kind of reminds me of like a awkward teenager type of thing almost kind of like robbie actually there there's a you know that just that 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 gangly like your limbs aren't quite right yet <laughs> you don't quite know how to walk yet as an adult person but uh but no i i just i i thought the the designs were um were just really cool um as as we kind of get back into uh i don't know so the uh, episode discussions because like we we have like so many characters we haven't even talked about we haven't even talked about our beloved yet. So fluffy ears fluffy ears it, it's coming it's coming <laughs> um but um i i did want to touch on the the flashback briefly before we moved uh too much further um because like i i was I chatting it. with some of my friends and um back when you know like like when the show first dropped i i had said well you know th there was there was a moment in in the first couple episodes that just made me howl and cackle to the point where it was uncomfortable like like i you know i'm like a, a de niro in uh in cape fear you know just laughing at, at, in in the movie theater just like laughing my full face off oh, what the <laughs> hell are you okay then i quit as your son and and it was how deftly and how clever that flashback is first of all like i mean you know you you see you see the animation style change and you know what they're invoking and and that's exciting enough but then th this is this is probably the nerdiest thing i'll say on on this episode goddamn aspect ratio, ratio change i lost it i just absolutely lost it because they didn't have to do that you know what i mean it's it's like it's like french kiss it's French, French kiss. What did I start? <laughs> <laughs> this is the inside joke now. Yeah, it's so good. We're gonna put it on buttons. I'm sure. That's gonna become like a shirt now for Mike. Yeah. If you ever yeah, make merch? Yeah. French kiss. French kiss. <laughs> You know I'm too much of a nerd when I was watching that and fixating on the oh goddamn why did they uh, animate Megatron like the uh, 
with the Combiner Wars leader class proportions there. Yeah. Uh, this is I all wrong. I added the animation errors. I kept watching them and I was like, yeah. good shit, yeah. good shit. They I did mean, good it, on that. It's it's all like this, like more than meets the eye part two stuff where it's like, you know, it's like all the off model stuff. And, loved it. and again, it was all deliberate. And yeah. it's just like, I, I just, I couldn't believe it. But but like the, the thing that, really just 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 really sang my song is like when you when you get to the uh the the one shall stand one shall fall thing and then that is like you know one of the the most like you know earnest serious <laughs> things and to hear these kids tell the story <laughs> it just, it makes up the, can i, I do this I, part yeah, can I do, yeah, can I do this part? <laughs> and then just turns to the camera like Jim from Office style. Like, yeah, I mean, I was I was just howling, and it's like I I feel like that sequence was made for me, you know. And it's like, and and I'm sure everyone else did also, which which make makes it so special. But like, you know, you you get a lot of backstory very quickly within those flashbacks, and it's yeah. like, and, and yeah. It's, I don't want to interrupt, but like, I don't want to go too deep into this because I know we want to talk about the episodes, but you got to wonder how much they stuck canon wise to the original series with that because there's characters who died who are now in the show like wheeljack and i'm like what <laughs> so Characters how that we never saw again aside from one episode who are now chilling on earth yeah mm-hmm. I-, I love well i mean I optimus love, prime is alive oh wait he did come back but it's megatron <laughs> and not galvatron I'm just, yeah, like, I'm just wondering how much they're sticking to the original storyline, because there's a lot from the original G1, but then there are different things, like the Wheeljack episode, which is wholesome as all hell. (laughs) They've never done something like that before, and I adored that episode, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I'm just curious how many more elements they're going to pull that stay canon to this show and the original series, and then what they're keeping out, like Wheeljack, for instance. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to play it fast and loose. That's that's kind of the way I was taking it. It's like, hey, we're throwing this in here for you. Don't get too worked up about it because we got yeah. a story to tell too. Yeah, um, I think that's a that's... little as a nice little you know nod to wink to where we've all come from, and especially with the aspect ratio, the animation style. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with Joe where it's like it's probably going to be very loose, and they're like, okay, now that we have retold the story that's as old as time, we can continue on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God forbid yeah. we do something new. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. One thing we barely touched on uh, throughout this whole podcast, though, is like the character that is like a major central element of the uh, two-parter, that being uh, Dr. Meridian himself, the mandroid. Man, that's right. I got thoughts on him once we get to him, though. I've, I've had some theories on him myself, too. Dedrick Bader knocked it out of the park. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So freaking good. So freaking good. Um, uh, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I, I mean, I guess to to kind of ca- cap off the flashback, I mean, uh, you, you guys already um, uh, mentioned a lot of the things I wanted to touch on, but basically, like, because of the character mix, it it can't be a continuation of G one because it's like you know the movie didn't happen, you know that that kind of thing, and and mm-hmm. and I think you get a signal of that right away when, when just in the character mix, you know, you see Alita, you see Grimlock, and it's just like you know, it's like the, the, there's a mix of characters that don't belong in that sequence, and to me, that tells me that it's I I don't know if we're doing like a like a Kelvin style universe thing where it's like it is something that that's 
that's different. But I think it's just, you know, basically like a fan service type of thing. And for kids, you know, it's like it, it's a visual signal to like, oh, well, th- this is you know, it's a flashback to a past time, but for folks like us, it'd be like, oh, okay, they're, they're trying to tossing me some bones, you know, they're, they're tossing me some stuff, Mm -hmm. um, tossing stuff our way. And then, um, (laughs) <laughs> and then the clickbait yeah. beat that shit up yeah. <laughs> and then he, there's even stuff for the clickbaiters because then they get to go oh hey stuff I get to complain about on my stream yes. I can make money <laughs> off of complaining about this Ooh, yes everybody knows that whale jack died in 1986 and he wasn't around at this time this is why this show is bad this yeah. is a slap in the face to all fans of the Generation <laughs> 1 cartoon. <laughs> the indignity of having Grimlock uh, there, you know, my oh, God. Horrible. This isn't my headcanon. The nerve. <laughs> Female. Fails. Female. Yeah. The my women. Say that with a Frangy voice. Can we make toys? <laughs> no, <please>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Came back at the wrong time. I don't want to know. <laughs> that was in reference. Well, to back, He's back. Stop. You- Stop making fun of him. Stop. Come on. You you came back at the right time actually because there there was a reference I was kind of stuffing in my back pocket for you to return. We're we're capping off our discussion of the flashback and how it it uh, explicitly does not fit into uh, G one canon, and it reminds me of the uh, uh, propaganda video at the beginning of Transformers Animated, where it's like you know we're using like you know actual footage from from the cartoon, but it's like. TFA is not a continuation of G1. It literally cannot be, but we still find a way to like repurpose and invoke that aesthetic to where it's like, Oh, I see what you did there. I see those guardian robots. I know what's up, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, it, it, it just, it can't be, you know, it, it just can't because of, you know, the, the characters and the situations and, and all of that. Yeah, well, actually, uh, I did write down when I was rewatching it today, I noticed that uh, Dr. Malto said that uh, this story takes place or like he said, flashback to September 17th, 1984. Mm -hmm. Is that like significant? Is that like... Yes. Is that date specifically like the original air date? That's the date that it originally aired. Ah, that's so cool. Yeah. That's crazy. So I love that they're like, I love that they're like, this is like kind of real time. They're talking about like the eighties, this expansive time. Like it's, it's getting a little bit more like tied to the, you know, the real world. And, mm-hmm. the, and, and that goes along with the Bumblebee merch too. Like just that it exists that the, they, this is how, this is how it would be. Like if Transformers came to earth yeah. and everybody knew about it, there'd be stuff, there'd be things, there'd be propaganda posters. Like, yes, I, I love how like grounded drip is that Alex yeah. Malto has. Mm. That's yeah. That better be on shelves. I swear to Christ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they need to do that. Yes. Do they have to take so to... long to bring that suit in though? Cause don't yeah. lie. You're watching every episode where you go, where's the suit? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're tapping your watch. It's like, is the suit so, coming? Yeah. Is, is this the episode where he wears the suit? That should just be his yeah. clothing for like ever. Like his yeah. one outfit that all the characters have. That is it. Dude, yeah. when they broke his stuff though, when he, they broke the little timer oh. and like hit one of his walkies, I'm like, dude, isn't he gonna timer. be mad? They broke his stuff. <laughs> How about the walkie talkies with the RAD 2015 bumblebee head on them? Oh my god. <laughs> No. Is this you? With the eyebrows. I just love that Bumblebee could not catch a break in like almost every episode. Yeah. <laughs> he could not catch a break between yeah. raccoons and falling off cliffs. Yeah. <laughs> My boy. <You> know, <laughs> along with that, I was loving how they were doing like the, they kind of were setting up like a don't meet your heroes type of thing. Yeah, and then they had that great like episode. Well, it's it's actually my favorite episode is like the the walk walk episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then like it was sort of it was sort of nice. Like instead of them playing off of like don't meet your hero, they're like, oh, they did bond. They did have this sort of moment. They did they did get together. I think we were all kind of waiting for that and hoping for that, but we were all assuming it was going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, Bumblebee's not so great or something like. And yeah. importantly, the best part it's all in the wrist. Yeah, the best <laughs> right. part about the walk walk right. episode there, I think, <laughs> is that. Uh, Bumblebee is that the kids, you know, we're all kind of like blah on it. But then when Bumblebee hears about that, he is genuinely interested from what he know from what little he knows of his world travels. He is just like, oh, yeah, I heard all about this stuff. This is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's yeah. just, it's, just great er- it's great earnestness. And even just that throwaway line, I believe it caps the episode where he just goes, I got to hang out with Alex more. It's like, yeah. 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 Yes. That that was a good moment because for a while Bumblebee was like, oh god, this guy. And then yeah, after right. that episode, like this they really him. started to bond. And that's such a trope too, right? Of like, of like, you know, people that are really passionate about like their fandom are like creepy, or something, yeah. or right? Or they're like, you know. But like this was just like, oh, actually, he's a cool guy. He's mm-hmm. you know, a doctor, historian. Like, yeah, yeah. he's a cool mm-hmm. dude. He just mm-hmm. happens to really like me. <laughs> Signed all the merch. Really, really yeah. like him. Especially since because Optimus none of us can it. relate to that at all. Absolutely not. Right, exactly. <laughs> and again, just to reiterate, Optimus is like the least favorite in this show. Right? I just yeah. think they're making these like, yeah. you know, beloved characters out of everybody else. Optimus is almost like... You know, he's the creeper, right? Like he's the he's the. Don't come ooh. after my husband like this. I love oh, sorry, him. Sorry, sorry. He's like <laughs> he's like tied with Alita because she wasn't in it for the past like three episodes, so he wins. He's <laughs> he's going to get his moment eventually. You can see it coming. He's questioning Ghost. He's oh, yeah. beginning to relate more to the new characters. That they're not giving us G one. That's my like Mike understands this like. That's like our space robot dad from yeah. guys who were from back then. He was relatable. He was cool. He was shooting hoops with the Autobots. He was talking about booby traps. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he was just awesome to us when we were kids. Boobies. Yeah. And they, they didn't start him off like that in this series. He's kind of the outsider. He's kind of the awkward dad that you just kind of roll your eyes at when he tries to do something. But you can tell he's beginning to get smarter about things. He's talking to Megatron more about the way things are. You can kind of see that he's going to come around to this eventually. I'm waiting for that moment, though. Yeah. So Optimus fans are going to eat yeah. then. Uh, but he's definitely not there yet. <laughs> he's definitely well, not yeah, there right now. Yeah. yeah, so Optimus. like, well, 
can we get into the that a little bit like sure. what do what do we think's going to happen there is this is this leading to like optimists coming around to like megatron's viewpoint and then they're both still on the same side but like revolting against the humans or is this like megatron's going to turn back and be bad and we're going to be like oh no this is a darth vader moment Oh, the thing with Megatron there, honestly, is I think that the way that they're writing him, especially after the Soundwave episode, yeah. the way that they're writing Megatron, I feel like that if he do, if Megatron does turn heel, it will be a 100% justified heel turn, and the audience will totally. fully be on Megatron's side at that point. Yeah. And that will be an interesting dynamic. It's almost mm -hmm. uh, a bit like what they did in the later IDW run there, where you have Megatron trying to be a better person. And meanwhile, it's Optimus Prime who is doing all of the increasingly morally questionable uh, moves uh, as that series is going on. And yeah, by the end, yeah. it's like a very quest a very uh, mixed legacy for Optimus. Whereas like for Megatron, it's like, you know, among all his friends and comrades, he's remembered very differently. Yeah. yeah, like for lack of a better term, it really does feel like, especially with that orientation episode with uh, with Dot, it does really give the feel that Optimus is drinking the Kool-Aid, but he doesn't like the flavor of it, but he kind of has to. You yeah. know, like his hands are just kind of tied. Like this is the only way for peace. But and yeah. again, Dot calls it yes. out. Like, are, do you even believe in it? And he... I think this yeah. is going to become an Optimus is breaking into the Senate and they can't, if you've read IDW comics, mm -hmm. this is him breaking into the Senate eventually and saying, my friend Megatron told me these three things. And Hell then it, it's yeah. going to end with, how can we get rid of you? And that's okay. where I think it's going to go with it. I hope they don't break our heart and have Megatron go full bad guy again like they had to do in IDW. I hope it's both of them asking that question at the end with this, where we get the prime that we want to see, but we also get to hold on to that Megatron we're beginning to yep. love. It's also they should interesting. Do it. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, on. like, it, it would be interesting if they did something, like, you know how they had that scene with, uh, I believe Decoy was the episode, with Ravage breaking free. They have the yeah. badge. They're going to break out the Decepticons. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be wild if Megatron was like, listen, I just need to talk to Soundwave. I need to, like, you know iron out this this friendship and he's pinned for releasing all these decepticons and yeah. that's kind of what drives Ooh. an ultimate wedge oh, yeah. yeah i was just thinking along the lines of yeah it could be a megatron say akin to uh mayor megatron from uh, sakamoto's transformers legends continuity where there's a point in there where earth builds their own robot servants they rebel mm -hmm. against their human masters and the decepticons take their side and point out to optimus that Yo, you're all about freedom is the right of all sentient beings. These guys are sentient beings. What the hell, Prime? I feel like yeah. we kind of saw that already with Mandroid and how he repurposed. Who was it? Hardtop, and he looked kind of Insecticon-ish, yep. and you know. Oh yeah, bombshell. That was bombshell in there. Yeah, oh, bombshell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. And like his little, I'm gonna call them scraplets because I don't remember what they're called, but like That's the little. Right. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say that earlier. It's so like you kind of become that which you hate in order to like take them out, you know, which will probably go very wrong. <laughs> And that's another yeah. thing I find interesting too, just the notion of how like Mandroid having all these resources there that Decepticons know enough about Mandroid to go and grudgingly work with him, even though he's a guy who earlier in the season was full on brainwashing named Decepticons to right. uh, serve his cause. Like Bombshell, like Bombshell being like a brainwashed minion, like that raised an eyebrow for me considering mm -hmm. Bombshell is like a solid B tier uh, G1 mm -hmm. character. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why are Skywarp and Nova Storm working for him? Mm -hmm. It's like, what, yeah. what's, in, what's in it for them? 
is it just the energon because like they're starving like swindle and the rest of them and it's kind of like you gotta you gotta befriend your enemies in order to like survive kind of like a circumstantial relationship and then there's the whole question even with mandroid as well too to get into a little bit of speculation that i found it suspicious that in episodes 9 10 he is using what looks like very good condition decepticon hardware in or while he's doing his stuff with megatron there's a very prominently pictured faction symbol there yeah is he at all working with someone who say would have an interest another interest in getting the transformers off of earth back onto cybertron because that was his entire raison d'etre in the g1 cartoon (laughs) what were you saying lita I was going to say, dare we even tease the notion of the Quintessons with Quintus Prime making an appearance? Oh, right. We didn't even talk about Quintus. We didn't even talk about mm. that. Oh, my God. Nancy Brown oh. has my heart. French yeah. kiss. Love it. <laughs> 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 Callie, I feel so bad. Uh, <laughs> it's this is like the new what yes, did I do? Can I get a can I get a pee in the chat for the can ghost? I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but hey, I know we're talking about Mandroid, but did anybody else notice? that he recognized the Malto last name when it was on Dot's yes. name tag. Yes. And then he recognized yes. Alex when he looked at him in the camera in the last yes. episode. Yes. Didn't, didn't That's going to be cool to see that. And I had a feeling about a colleague or something. Yes, I knew immediately. He said that. He said it to Bumblebee or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh my God, he worked with it's this Mandrake. crazy guy. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's that classic thing of, you know, at that point, you realize that the writers are doing everything they can to keep those characters from being in the same room. Because yeah. as soon as they are in the same room, things will change. Mm-hmm. It's like I like it, words, it's mm-hmm. like with Clone Wars, where they had to explicitly make sure Anakin and Grievous were never in the same room because of the fact that they met for the first time in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So they were never. So they had to always engineer it so that they were never actually in the same room together. <laughs> I think Mandroid comes back, and that's going to be the like the the linchpin of him coming back. It's I know where your family is. I know who you are, and this is how I come back and get my revenge. It's going to it's going to ratchet up some kind of drama with them, and I'm looking forward to it. Though that'll oh, be awesome. Oh. And also, interestingly, because these Terrans are still ostensibly secrets to Ghost, does yes. he then go yes. to Ghost and give Ooh. them this intel? Oh, yes. And Mark oh. Evan Jackson knows about them, though. Putting, now they have more to hide. And like a, in a bad, and Megatron, of course, and like a bad, like maybe they're all just evil and we've just been played suckers, you know? Yeah. What about, uh, what about uh, morally dubious Mark Evan Jackson? I mean, yeah. Mark Evan Jackson is a fantastic character actor. Did actor. I remember when the episodes showed up, I got pointed out that if this was done a decade ago, that would be the Patrick Warburton role. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Because Mark Evan Jackson does those kinds of parts these days. But like a decade ago, that was all Patrick Warburton doing those types of bit parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's still room for him, though. He was good at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Patrick Warburton yeah. in this house. Crunk forever. I, yes, yes. I have loved Mark Evan Jackson ever since both uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Good Place, so. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, Joe, you had mentioned earlier when we were talking about Mandroid that you had extensive notes. Ha- have we have we gone through some of your notes already or is now the time that the first thing was the Malto connection? Yeah. The second thing is, OK, dots had, dot uh, lost a leg. He lost an arm. How do they lose these arms? I know he's saying that I was a scientist. Fire. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was another thing I was looking at there. The third, does anybody else get a feeling that he's been involved with ghosts somehow? Yes. Like yeah. he's got some oh, yeah. kind of connection to them some way. Was he on, in on the ground floor with that and then mm-hmm. went off on his own because he didn't think they were extreme enough for something like that? Like, I don't think we're yeah. done with him is what I was saying. Just because yeah. oh, he was no. the first big bad in the season and he's oh, he's falling into a lake and he's missing no, now. No death. We saw no death. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. We ain't done yet. We're wise. So those are my three things that that and um I really want to Arachnomech um Arachnomech army builders. I really want those guys, uh his little assistants. Um just those things, just looking at him, it's like he just I know he can kind of seem like a generic villain that you kind of see in these kids shows. I just think there's way more to him and there's way more opportunity with him. There's yeah. a backstory well, there. I think they were playing off the fact that like this is just a kid's show. They won't uh you know, there's no depth here. And also right. oh my gosh. Like that was why it was a big moment. None of us were really expecting that like sort of level of writing in this show. That's where it yeah. really invoked that Transformers Prime esque. I would yeah. say mm. like it's oh. it's a, it's a show for adults disguised as a kid's show. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they were like when he was getting ready to eh, the mom. Uh, what's her name? Uh, dot. 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 I mean, th- it was pretty implied what that spider thing was about to do to her. I'm like, yes. whoa, yeah. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it got dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and there was a couple moments where it was like there. He's like, okay, I don't care if your kids are on my camera. I'm taking them out too. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh no witnesses. <laughs> so here's a bit of, so here's a here's a speculation bit I'm wondering of I've been wondering about he, as well uh with regards to Mandroid. Like that toy has two robot arms. That second robot arm does not match any of the characters we have seen so far Ooh. unless it matches the earth modes of the new uh Terrans. Right, which we have not seen yet. Because I so. thought at first it might have been Swindles, except then I look closely. It's like, oh no, that's not Swindles' arm. That is an arm we have not seen yet. Well, and then well he wanted Megatron's arm. Yeah. No, go ahead, no, I'll, I'll say my piece after you. Oh no, no, I was just saying that he. They were making it a big point that he was going for Megatron's arm, but maybe that's a like a deep to us that we're supposed to think that's where they're going, and it's going to be something else. Are- he went for Prime's art first. Yeah, everybody's oh, arms. Right. Oh. He's, he's, He's building his own. But it also leads to question, <laughs> and this could be a misdirect or whatever, but again, we're seeing Grimlock prominently in these flashbacks. Where's yes. Grimlock? Also, Where he's he on is? the back of one of the packaging, and it's like, does has he gotten mm. his hands on a couple of the Autobots on the low key? Mm. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of them right now so far on the show. What is there, four or five of them? That's all yeah. you've seen? Where yeah, are well, the rest of the Autobots? Well, yeah. if you were still, we assume, are aligned with ghosts. Like, I believe RC was canonically... Oh. Uh, Wheeljack, I don't believe, had a ghost symbol that he might have. I don't he's believe He's aligned so. with them anyway, because he's making equipment like the drones. Yeah. Yes, the and drones. then like, Bumblebee, that. Bumblebee is, like, yeah, fully outside of ghosts. So I think if we just presume it's Optimus, Megatron, Alita, and RC, that's mm-hmm. probably the only ghost spots that we've seen. And there's probably tons in hiding. Mm-hmm. I got a little lost at one point, though. Like, what happened to Swindle's brother after that one episode? Like, where'd he go? Because I like, I don't know if I got lost with it. Is that it? Like, yeah, is that what happened? Okay, yeah, Yeah, I got so him at the end of the pilot. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, where'd he go? (laughs) Is he in the basement? (laughs) He's in ghost jail. (laughs) And then Swindle's just somewhere. 
Right. Swindle's hanging out doing skateboarding. <laughs> I loved Swindle. <laughs> Him and Tony Hawk good. are gonna partner up. I just I need it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of ghost jail, how about the surprise figure in the jail? Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone um, else, as soon as they heard that laugh, just stop? As soon as I saw the figure, as soon as I heard that laugh, I stopped and went, I know that voice. Yeah. Did they mm-hmm. actually, did they, where's the credits? Where's the credits? Oh my God. <laughs> and sure enough. That is the best kept secret of this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I totally think so. And, um, you know, it was interesting. We, we were talking about like speculation and like, you know, what where Megatron's allegiances are going to lie and, you know, what's going to happen. And the thing I was I didn't want to break the flow, but the thing I was going to throw at the group also, it's like, well, it's not finding good that we're talking about all this, but Starscream is coming. I mean, oh, it's like, yeah. we, we know. Yes, we know there's going to be a fly in the ointment somewhere. Divorce paper uh, team up with him and Soundwave. It's coming. <laughs> 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 they exactly got the kids. They got the prison. They got all of it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, and, and it, let's team up. <laughs> Starscream. <laughs> so good. good. Starscream right. looked good too. Yeah. That that, that design looked good. I mean, Soundwave probably looks has the best glow up out of any out of anybody, but Starstream looked good in that scene too, though. Soundwave said revenge body and then <laughs> Yeah. 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 He, he uh got that gym membership and, and oh. he uh he, he got fit. He kidnapped Chloe Kardashian and got yeah. the I mean, I mean it's a, it's dad god no more. Oh no. <laughs> credit to his voice actor listening to that voice, you could tell that whoever voiced him remembered, oh right, he's supposed to sound somewhat like Dr. Claw under all of those vocals. Yes. Yes. Which they forget half the time when they add the vocal effects um all right so so kind of kind of kind of sort of getting back on on track in in sequence a bit see this will make it easier because we did so much groundwork already but we um um third episode is you know it, it's moving in and <laughs> and um you know uh, bumblebee comes to town um uh, bumblebee quickly learns that his mission to train the parents won't be as easy as he thought and I I like this episode in particular. I, I don't know if it's my favorite of the of the bunch, but like something I've heard a lot of my friends say that, you know, do fan art or do fanfic is like, you know, my kingdom for Transformers slice of life stuff. Oh, and yes. one, and one one of the, the strengths of this series is while it's it's not true, like the entire narrative thrust is slice of life you get just robots just hanging out with adorable cows and just like these little slice of life things that you don't necessarily see in this type of show. I mean, we, we spend so much time with the Maltos, all of them just being a family and doing like cool family stuff. And in a weird way, I I found that strangely refreshing that it's just like, you know, it's kind of light on plot and it's just more on character development. We're just going to take 
conversely, we also got Megatron working out and Alita one doing push-ups. Like that is everything <laughs> I've ever needed. Which like, you, my friend, you <laughs> called. You called like I a million miles away it. because because there there was a scene where it's like um Alita is lifting the car and you clocked that Lita and you said, like, I bet you she she's doing she's push-ups with pressing. the <laughs> and I it can was, see it. <laughs> And and when I was watching the episode, I I did I did the uh, uh, DiCaprio thing. I was like, oh 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 oh, <laughs> she's doing the thing. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Here I come. Oh, here I come. Oh. <laughs> oh I, and it's funny too. A little like backstory. So I knew the push-ups were coming because I was being a little goblin online and looking up international promos. So the not promos not a half goblin though. That's something else entirely. Full goblin. Full goblin mode. <laughs> Like, like, don't feed her for midnight <laughs> but i was like, looking at the international promos and there was a blink and a miss it clip of alita like doing a push-up motion i was like she's working out i knew it i fucking knew it and so i it, put that on twitter i think it was like a day or two days before the episode dropped but i was like i knew it <laughs> but Sorry, you bring i didn't up the post because i was like <laughs> yeah she knows yeah, you bring up the slice of life stuff. I mean, that's one of those things that makes me go, and that's what I love about when you get like a 26-episode season for stuff. Because when you get these shorter seasons, uh, the problem with those is that the first stuff that gets cut, if you've got a story that you want to tell, tends to be all those side character stories, which also tend to be among the more memorable episodes in a series because they will have the important character moments in them, like – you look at a show like you look at stuff like Fringe. You look at stuff like you know the first few seasons of Lucifer there, where there was a oh, lot yeah, of yeah. like a uh, lot of very character centric episodes, which then got came back to and built on later. So when you have the more tighter story stuff, at that point you know who the characters are; they're all established, and you've got actual characters to the side characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, Good even stuff. the cow's a side character now. Yeah, you got to kind of decanter the wine a little oh. bit in order for mm-hmm. it to breathe and get the full rage yes. and palate of the flavor yeah and people forget that like yeah. these days with the modern streaming era of shows don't get me started on the six episode streaming thing i will go ballistic <laughs> 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 man fuck that fuck that hard <laughs> so joe you had you you seem to be uh specifically attached to uh to old fluffy ears <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, fluffy ears uh just, just kind of stuck out to me right away the way they were all kind of just uh, do- uh doting on her in that episode i'm an animal person so i can totally get it when she kind of like lock into a specific animal and go oh, isn't this thing the cutest look i know it's a kid show i know when the cows get out they're all not going to run on the tracks and get hit by the train. But God damn it, I was a little worried there for a second. I knew there was a lesson coming with it. And I sure as hell knew that once all the cows turned around, I knew Fluffy Ears wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so I knew it was going to be something with Fluffy Ears. We got to go protect her. Somebody's going to learn a lesson and everybody's going to come out okay. But I didn't like that they put Fluffy Ears in danger. That's all I'm saying. That was the white knuckle <laughs> moment for me of the series. I was like, oh my God, are they going to K-word the cow? Like, that was- <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Monsters. Well, and, and it's just, it, it's one of those things where it, it's a reminder that not only is it, it's a kid show, but it's a good kid show. Like, you know, kid shows should have valuable lessons and, and uh-huh. stuff like that in there. And again, I, I found it weirdly refreshing. Cause like, you know, it, you know, it, at, at my age and the stuff that I'm interested in, 
I, I don't consume a lot of, you know, content that, that is made for a younger audience. So it, it was, again, it, it was kind of a breath of fresh air and weirdly refreshing to be like, oh no, we're, we're just learning a lesson, you know, very yeah. similar to the, the, um, uh, the next episode when you know the 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 kids get in swindles thrall and it's all just <sighs> like uh, but again it's just like you know kind of like after school not after school special but like after school cartoons type of uh you know just like life lesson stuff that that's you you kind of forget that you don't have an appetite for until you watch it it's like oh no i i love this shit this is this is good stuff it's always a great marker of great writing when you can have actions that have consequences, I would yeah. say, in terms of like the action is set up, but you get like a light reprimand or you get away with it. So what really do you learn? Because everything turned out all right. But in case of fluffy ears, I was like, this is the consequence of bad actions. <laughs> <laughs> I am <been> sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the stuff with Swindle in the next episode was great because you know that you know that the kids are eventually going to come to a realization that, but goddamn, was it Swindle was just chewing yes. those scenes up? Yes. I'm going to take your family next. You oh, know, yes. have, okay. have fun watching them with <laughs> me. Like that stuff was so good too, though. Yeah. He said it's on site, motherfucker. And like, look at that, like it was WWE Raw. I was like, yeah. nice. <laughs> love that. God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love Swindle. So just seeing how much screen time he got in episode four was like, oh my god, oh, and it's a well, cool character design too. Like it's yeah, oh, yeah. I I, I think yep. Swindle's a perfect character for that type of story where it's like, ooh, it's it's the the bad guy charmer, you know, trying to yep. trying, trying to woo yes. these these vulnerable kids away. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as I mentioned. Fucker. Yeah, and as I mentioned early on, uh, also tying in like Cybertron hardtop to that as well in terms of yes. of all the deep pulls you can make. That is a deep pull that like most people don't really pay much attention to. Unless you're say like we're buying, to if you, like in 06 buying toys and being like, oh my God, they did a new swindle toy. Yeah, it's a repaint of this guy, but it's a new swindle toy. This is awesome. Uh, so yeah, so in episode five, uh, classified, uh, ghost special agent, uh, shoulder, 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 uh, pursue, pursues Twitch after mistaking her for a Decepticon. Meanwhile, Dot is put through ghost orientation where she learns that her employer's intentions may not be what they seem. Um, AKA, uh, Optimus Prime just violates civil rights and, yes. and has, uh, has uh, Optimus Prime, actual war criminal. Yeah. <laughs> Like actual ones, and, and again, brochures, so it's fine. Yeah, oh, they're colorful. I love brochures, brochures so and the, the film brochures reel. were great. The training video. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, what is this? Is this from the 1980s too? <laughs> like, My God, yeah. I hope so. There's nothing uh, that. Also, I just uh, love Bumblebee being such a sports car in that episode because I'm a yeah. big car fanatic. So I was just yes. loving. He's like, don't you dare eat at me. 
<laughs> Get this guy out. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that moment where Schloter was like, oh, I need to drive your car. Like he totally breaks yeah. his like tough guy routine. He's like, oh, I got to drive this car. I was geeking out so much because I just love Bumblebee's design so much because I just love cars. I'm like, yes, this is my episode. <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I, I was going to ask you about that. What what you thought about uh, Bumblebee? Oh, I love it. Was... it. I He's definitely based off like a Ford GT, like a newer Ford GT, I believe, with like a little Ferrari or something in there. But yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. Midlife crisis Bumblebee. <laughs> On fucking point clocked that i was just dying with the like the drinks and the crumbs because i'm that way with my challenger and i'm like one time my friend spilled hot cocoa all over my backseat i wanted to murder her i was like you bitch (laughs) you're cleaning that what was his line what was his line cushy on the tushy tushy so awkward poor b yeah but yeah, I mean, I mean, any time where you can uh, play up Bumblebee being uncomfortable and being like uptight, and it's just I, I again, um, I, I like Danny Pudi's vo- vocal inflection because he, he, has, he has like a warm, friendly voice, obviously. But you know, when when he gets firm and terse, also it's it, it's uh, it, it's just a it's just a ton of fun. Um, so the next episode after that is episode six, uh, Traditions. That's the uh, um, Walk Walk episode that, that we uh, oh, uh, talk, talked pretty so extensively good. about. So good. So um, uh, we, we, uh, we, we touched on a bunch of stuff. We talked about Wheeljack <laughs> a little bit. Um, but did, uh, did anybody have more notes about, about Wheeljack or anything about the Walk Walk episode? Yes. Oh, I, see, oh, I see all the hands going up. <laughs> all of us. Oh, yeah, first. I just want to say again, this show went and took a turn that I've never seen in any other Transformers one where they were like referencing, uh, uh, even though it wasn't like they're actually that like parent child like actually been like you're my dad like another Transformer actually being called a dad and I'm yeah. like this has never I've wanted this for years in some way shape or form they finally did it and and to your point Wheeljack then had a line where it was like oh like what family traditions do you have on Cybertron and he's like so it's like okay so families on Cybertron are canonical yes also getting that line from Kendall about hard whatever his name is I'm getting them all jumbled getting like him being his brother so it's like okay so are we taking this literally like family is canon there are family traditions because Wheeljack then goes here let me show you so it's like Oh, we got family! Yes. I just love the part two where Wheeljack, she's like, so you're my dad too? And he's like, oh, that's not how it works. <laughs> I, I was like, oh yeah, Wheeljack, how does it work? Go on. I thought the whole Wheeljack stuff was an excellent example of just setup and payoff too. Because in the first episode, they specifically name dropped that the drones were built by Wheeljack. Yeah, and then you know, like Twitch finds the drone and uh, scans it, and then they just the the way they called back to that in such an organic matter to just get build an entire plot point off of the fact that it was Wheeljack who designed the drones was fantastic. Incidentally, I hope Twitch didn't copy the parts of the drones that tend to make them go boom because it's a Wheeljack invention. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, she made one go boom, right? Didn't she shoot one down? Do I remember? Oh God, that I hope all? that Twitch. I yeah. hope that Twitch didn't replicate that drone design. <laughs> the same. 
So far, we've had good luck, so I'd say I think we're safe. I think she has some pretty thick plot armor in that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> True. Quite so. But yeah, that was fun, though. Just like the... Uh, it was a, it's interesting just how many uh, different voices Wheeljack has had over the course of the franchise, too. Like, yes. Uh, I was remarking that the other day, that we've mm -hmm. had so many different takes on Wheeljack, vocally speaking. Because you'll see yeah. me Sam motherfucker has me. Like, I love him. <laughs> and then also, yeah. I made a meme of it today, but I truly was re-watching re the episodes for this podcast, and I was like, I've seen this before. And then I was like, oh my god, it's Walter White by another name. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he is what got me. I was like... Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that post. Oh my god. I am not in danger, Skylar. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Yeah. Well, I was gonna oh, say wow. I, I'm I'm a sucker for a snowy beard. I just I oh, yeah. I thought I thought that that was such a great touch and and a way to in in, in its own kind of way still homage his his original face design i mean obviously yes. you know it's it's you know uh, vertical lines instead of horizontal lines and he actually has a mouth but still it's like you look at it and it's still it's still wheeljack i mean it's not like it's not like a name swap type of thing right i mean he's i mean he he is he is definitely wheeljack for sure right so i mean he has a side head things right yeah so I remember, yeah that's that's wheeljack right there yeah that's wheeljack I don't remember yeah, if they yeah. glow when he speaks, I, though. No, I, I don't think, think they, they did. did but, but they were painted. They were there. So they're blue. They were blue. Yeah, they are blue. blue. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, and at least I, he's I, not. I, at least he wasn't like Q. That's all I'm going to say. At least it wasn't Albert Einstein as a transformer. Sorry, Michael. I know I'm probably oh, shooting yeah. a shot at you for that one. <laughs> I still don't like that head design. I still can't follow oh. it properly. I will say also confirmation he is not part of Ghost. Oh yeah, oh, right. Oh, yeah. There you go. He is operating outside, yeah. which is again interesting that Alita meant, he, or has that threat that thing to Prime where it's like, oh, tell Wheeljack that is like tech. So it's like, Alita, tell him yourself. Like, or are you not yeah. in contact with him? Like, did Arsene wow. have the ghost symbol though? I don't remember. She but does. She, oh, she yeah. does. Oh, okay. yeah. RC Muscle Car definitely does. That's just yeah. what I call her now. Where it's like, I, I, it was one of the promos where it was like, it was like the character name and their alt mode. So it yes. was like, you know, it was like um, uh, RC uh, All Terrain Jeep or truck or whatever, whatever SUV one. maybe. All Terrain. Yeah, that's all terrain. That's that's what it was. Yeah. RC's like, the badass 1950s car, like a Bel Air. Who has oh, the yeah. hula dancer on her dash? Yeah. <laughs> she is fantastic. I just she likes thick boys too. She likes them thick. <laughs> yeah, uh, we gotta I, get some toys for these. Some of these. Right? Uh, exactly. I I I just uh, our RC fans are dining good this year. I mean, it's like, and and the thing that I like about RC, I mean, I I know we're we're in the Alita Assange. I I get it, I understand it, but I I appreciate that RC as a character has that kind of flexibility where she can be both a 1950s muscle car and a 90s roller babe, and it all tracks. You know, yes. it's like it's there's nothing about it where I'm like, hey, that that doesn't check out. It's like it it all it all works. 
Um, and all of them, I mean, you know, no, uh, no disrespect to any of the, the uh, current voice actors for, for RC, but it's like in, in my imagination, I can imagine Sue Blue uh, voicing all of them and all of the, yeah. because she just has like a, a, yeah. a, a sassy, powerful, competent, but still like warm and compassionate uh, delivery that I just, I, I just think makes that character a little extra special. A I've very just, timeless I've, performance. Yes. You're right. Yes. Well yeah. I, I love how you said in one word the thing it took me half a dozen words to say. <laughs> Author, your honor. <laughs> Especially when she was like, "What did you say to me?" They're like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> scary woman." Again, yes. yes. Karate chop me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 She got them legs, <laughs> honey. And her attitude like, the of finally. <laughs> Like, I like that aspect, too, just the idea that RC was deliberately being the hard ass specifically yeah. just to try and convince them, get them to grow a backbone. Yeah. yeah. Love that. It was very much giving me, like, like older, maybe, like, a little, like, out of touch big sister energy or, like, the cool yeah. cousin that you only see at Christmas parties. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one that'll, like sneak you cigarettes or something like that or take you to the r-rated movies or something like that yes. you know, like that 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 cool older one that that'll get you in a little bit of trouble but not too much the one who takes the kids to a battle like <laughs> when they've just yeah. been digging trenches all day <laughs> well they earned it <laughs> she, she really was like trial by literal fire let's go get ready <laughs> absolutely uh rc is alt mode i don't think anyone's gonna get this reference mm. old or young but uh the fab one from thunderbirds is anyone a thunderbirds fan from mm. i'm aware is, of is it that, that's about it anywhere is that, is that the one with the puppets yeah yeah that's yeah, with like the, the puppets yeah. team america <laughs> world police yeah, america, yeah. America, yeah. <laughs> well look up the fat look up the fab one from thunderbirds i feel okay. like they're homaging that for uh uh rc yeah, oh. that's a great. Well, she's definitely supposed to be a Bel Air, so okay. um, I like that though. The Let's see what you reference to that okay. that's legit. Oh, sure, yeah, I could see that. I yeah, see. I'm like the middle child here. I thought like the old people here on this call would get that reference. Like, <laughs> come on, I think us older guys have no probably forgotten that. a lot of that stuff, so forgive us too. You know what I mean? It's been yeah, plus, it depends years. on where you grew up, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, people who grew up in the UK are probably going to be more likely to know Thunder than oh. we are. Right. True. That's true. Well, That's I mean, true. I'm so young that I've never watched the show. My <laughs> great grandfather told me about it. But... Back in the days when the TVs were square and black and white, <laughs> <laughs> and were actual box shapes. Yes. Right. Right. So when What's you wanted to draw some... tin foil. <laughs> yeah. So when you wanted to draw someone watching TV and put keep the TV in frame <laughs> and have the person straight on, you could actually tell that's what they were doing, as opposed to mounting it on the wall. Like God, like. Make, making TVs thin was horrible for cartoonists. Same with making phones rectangles. Again, horrible for cartoonists. They're bringing back the flip tech now. I don't know if you've seen it. Like, huge revolution there. Oh, yeah. Opening the book itself. I, <laughs> I, I, I love my phone. I, I love my Samsung. Or something like that. Okay, um, right? yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Um, okay, so uh, so that brings us to episode seven, Friends and Family. The Terran's erratic behavior may be affecting Mo and Robbie's anxiety about their first day at their new school. And who hasn't had an awkward first day at school? PTSD straight off the bat. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, very real. Very yeah. real. So, so uh, Going, that goes back to the ET references we were all talking about um, earlier. Right, straight out of ET. That's that's a that's an right. ET type of thing right there. Yeah, I mean that even that scene, like he goes sure. to school and they stay home, like it's it's almost like mm-hmm. shot for shot. Mm-hmm. Well, and and this was one of the episodes too where I I I had like a a uh, lack of understanding about how much time has passed because like I uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing this up with a a later episode, but there there there's another scene where they're hanging out with cows. And um, and and like bigger cows, too, to where I thought like done that fluffy ears done growed up um, or something like that. And then, then you see her later. And I, I was all all confused. But I was just like, how much time has passed? You know, and and it just um, kind of becomes unclear and, and kind of like that 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 sort of saggy middle of the episodes. But now, by the time you get to the end, I forget who makes the specific reference but it's been what like three weeks something like that yeah um the 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 uh the entirety of the season um but yeah that's um again we we talked earlier about slice of life type of stuff and and this this felt like another one of those episodes where we're just we're we're just telling uh one of one of those kinds of stories Mm -hmm. um any anything I'm missing from uh from this particular episode? It, it it's I I would say of of the episodes, um in this slate, this one seems light, like like they're just there just isn't a bunch going on. There were two things that I noticed, which is probably like stupid notices, but I liked that we finally kind of are getting a glimpse behind how do Transformers, how do Cybertronians refuel, how do the Terrans refuel, like probably slaps that Energon patch on them. And I was like, I was like, when was the last time we actually saw them refuel outside of G1 when they got ostensibly drunk off of it? So it's like, okay, so is that their main mode of refueling? Do they drink it? Do they inject? Like, how does that work, first of all? And then it was interesting take um, uh, the Terrans refuel through water, but still have like <laughs> Energon in them. So it is one of yeah. those where it's like, hmm, that's an interesting take. And is it like, you You got to think it's going to play into it in the future. Yeah. And they're showing that symbol that now was on the cave yes. on the wall. And then they mm-hmm. it later it has something it's something important so, that season so two is I, I went back and i <laughs> was able to take some screenshots and using using my tattoo like hey. <laughs> oh you did that was, too okay you, yeah you, you, you would translate it as well yeah I'm i was sitting at my said, desk on my lunch break and doing it but it was all cut off but like the the gist of it is like when you're in need of help or something like call yeah. and help will come to you or something like that yeah so something like, like that yeah I'm just looking on the wiki to see if anyone actually wrote it down yet. Wrote it down anywhere. Uh, I have it on my Twitter. Well, Let me look and see if I can find it. No, because I remember I did translate it. Uh, like uh, when I saw that, I did screen uh, pause it. But uh, yeah. Same. Well, yeah, but, it uh, didn't it say French kiss? It did. Yeah, I think that's oh, French kiss. Yeah, and it says kiss As a Francaise. Oh yep, God. guys, I'm secretly a Cybertronian. <laughs> just kids on the wall. Uh, why, why you looked that up uh, <sighs> to get a little, you know, 
Sucky oh. here. Um, I, I really that moment when they were like, "I don't feel them anymore." Like that was my like. Uh, yeah. I like yes. that, yeah, that yes. fucking got me, man. I didn't like, know. Yeah, I was right to actions. It was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And and again, it this episode does a lot of heavy lifting to establish that there is something very different about the Terrans. You know, that the, these are not um your typical transformers. There there's something unique and new and special about them. You know, it's like and even like, you know, uh early on when when Mandroid was trying to classify them, it's like it's like no, that it is it is something completely new mm-hmm. um and and i think that in itself is very interesting and very cool because we yeah. we haven't seen that recently i'm also yeah, curious that- because oh sorry but i'm also curious and this is maybe jumping ahead when the other turns yeah. join the cast yeah. No one else seemed to get cyber sleeves for them. So yeah. I do mm. kind of wonder what the correlation between the cyber sleeves are with like Twitch and Thrash specifically. And then the other Terrans. So it's like, so can we just get random Terrans and no one controls them, quote unquote? Because they seem very autonomous after being like having just been born. Right. They yeah, yeah. are still kind of connected to the kids though. Yeah. Like, oh, this yeah. is your name. And, like I think like yep. now mm-hmm. all of them are connected into that the yeah. ones mm-hmm. two cyber sleeves yep. now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say, wasn't Mo holding the stone when they were when they came out the ground? So wouldn't yeah, they were they holding kinda... the stone, the kids. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if the kids feel everything and oh, everyone, and and how that's gonna pay off, um, because that is an incredible burden for. Mm um a, a couple youngsters um and they're gonna do a lot of a lot of growing up very quickly i i think and, and it's interesting i mean like i i don't know where else to to make this point so I'll, I'll i'll just mention it here you know we were talking about you know what what the future of the show is and you know uh future seasons and all that and i i can't help but look at it from the perspective of being a kid approaching this episode. And when we were all younger and, you know, got into the stuff we got into, we kind of like aged with, um, with those shows and, and things that we identified with. And I said earlier that, you know, that this is, this is a really good, you know, that this, you know, uh, a generation of kids or, or however I phrased it, but it's going to be interesting in the delay between this season and the next, how kids are going to grow and be older. And when they come back to these characters and mm. what, what types of uh, storytelling potential we're going to have with that amount of audience growth for, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. Right. Just interesting. A lot, a lot of lot of big damn ideas there. A lot of and galaxy again, brain going on. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it, yeah. It's just it's just incredibly interesting. And yep. like I I I I wonder if the creators of the show realize what they're what they're kind of knocking loose and on un- unlocking with 
all of this potential because like, you know, we've been talking about this for two and a half hours and, and it's like, there's, there, there's just so much between the cracks and just so much uh, potential here. Uh -huh. um, but at the same token, you can just watch it and just let it wash over you also. Yeah. And I, 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 I love that it does that. It's, I it's, think it yeah. will be like prime in that aspect where it's like, when you go back yeah. and watch it, you notice something new about it each time. Mm -hmm. That, yeah, and I, I think, again, it inherently makes it timeless. Oh, Brian. Yeah. yeah, and I think the creators are very much aware of what they're doing when you consider that, like mm -hmm. Ant Ward and Nicole DeBook are very experienced veterans of children's television. They yeah. know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's um I, I I forget exactly what the quote is, but but kind of like the difference between specific children's content and content that's all ages. Yeah, I I walked into this thinking it was content for children i came away from it thinking it's it's all ages does that does that does that track with any of you guys you have that uh, similar I get what you're saying yeah yes uh i mm -hmm. saw the names involved and went oh hey it's probably going to be content that i'll enjoy as well because those yeah. people know how to make that stuff and i mean Got you it. can clearly see it if you look on rotten tomatoes imdb just the score and the feedback from critics and fans alike like you know war for cybertron was critically acclaimed but audience scored low this show yeah. high critical praise high fan praise so that i think is also like a true marker of them hitting all of those demographics that they wanted to hit and doing mm -hmm. it in this sneaky kind of a way yeah yeah, yeah. i and i would say and th this this might be one of the more controversial things that that i um say here um Fans sometimes are the least qualified to uh, indicate what they want. And I think, and again, I'm not trying to disparage other, other shows, but I think we saw some of those other shows that were supposed to be like for us and, and are very fan servicey and end up kind of being hollow in, in a lot of ways. Now for many, 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 many reasons that we're not here to litigate, but like, I think, part of what makes this show special is that it's it 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 won us over you know and and it's like you know the thing that we weren't expecting we weren't sure if we wanted but we're glad that we have you know or, yeah. or at least that that that's my specific experience it's with kind it. of like the parents who like are giving you the medicine to make you feel better and yeah. you don't want to take it but then when the cold goes away you're like yeah fuck i need that like <laughs> Grape jelly yeah. all the way. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe for those of you, I think this is a Canadian thing. But if you remember the banana medicine, that was the one that kept me coming back year after year. I was like, all right, it's banana <laughs> medicine time. Let's go. <laughs> that feels there, like that should be a meme. Banana medicine. Or something. There, there's a phrase in sports that goes: um, if you listen to the fans, you'll eventually be sitting in the stands with them. Yes. <laughs> that kind of ties back to what you're just talking oh, about. Excellent. Well, that's excellent a good brilliant. Oh, I, I love that. I love that. But speaking of like fan service, because like you, you get it, you get a way to service the fans as well. We gotta talk about episode eight. We gotta talk about decoy, and we gotta yes. talk about my my dude, my my dude Soundwave finally makes his debut. 
And I like that this is the only episode he shows up in. It's like yeah. he makes an impact and then he uh, he fucks off. Um, but I mean, like so so many things to talk about. A lot of things that we've already covered. You know, uh, uh, you know, he he done got his revenge body, but it's it's, Snatch, it's interesting. <laughs> as like you know, I mean, my my feelings on Soundwave are, are very well documented. But and and one of the dynamics of that character. Uh, the the more G1 iteration of him that that I like is his loyalty to Megatron but also his loyalty to the Decepticon cause as well and and to see those in conflict here was very cool and very interesting but there was that part of me though because uh, again I I I I've thrown in with Megatron. I've thrown in with, with what this, the show is throwing at me, but I would be lying to you if I wasn't like, uh, you know, clutching my pillow being like, why do they have to fight? <laughs> can I, can I interject something I noticed Please. as well? So it kind of crosses into different episodes. So previously during Megatron's workout scene, for lack of a better term, when Bumblebee was asking for advice how he would get his subordinates, subordinates rather, to listen to him, Megatron says like he would show like brute force and like that violent aspect of it. Now flash forward when we see Soundwave, who has likely been on the receiving end of that violence, of that brutality, of that, you know all of those like intimidation tactics for lack of a better term now working with optimus the autobots their enemy and showing them compassion kindness that must have struck an even bigger chord and i feel like that also feeds into soundwave's line where it or megatron's where it's like don't make it personal and soundwave it already was knowing that about him and seeing their leader someone who they revered and were afraid of showing this kindness to someone that they were bred to hate for lack of a better term like that must just be such a mind fuck for soundwave in his shoes right well the thing with soundwave too as a character is very traditionally going back to day one he was always one of the original true believers in the cause and idw picked up on that as well the idea that megatron abandoning the cause did not invalidate the cause in soundwave's eyes it meant that megatron had lost his way and that it was and that Megatron superior. was a traitor. Like, <laughs> and one of the and that goes back to like how they used uh, just the subtle stuff in this show. How they used one of my favorite characters, their Ravage, in the sense that Frenzy and Laserbeak were the ones that were very much like, uh, "What do we do now?" They were very much like you know bullied somewhat into staying where they were and following orders. Whereas Ravage, going back to issue one of the Marvel comic. There were three Decepticons who were the original Decepticons. It was Megatron, Soundwave, and Ravage. Yeah. And Ravage is the one guy who remains loyal and who sticks around with Soundwave. And mm-hmm. I appreciated yeah. that little nod to detail. Yeah. Very, Ravage very is a true cool. believer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> even even more so than Soundwave, I, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I again, I just, I, I like the characterization. I, and I like that we're not even pretending that the tapes aren't just tapes, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, so, so Soundwave's got this kick-ass stealth bomber mode, which incidentally, like, so I, obviously I I'm into, you know, square cassette body Soundwave, but, um, I, uh, I dig the stealth bomber mode. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's a good way to have all the cake and eat it too, because it's, Mm -hmm. it's, 
it's contemporary, but it still invokes like you 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 see the silhouette even where it's all, all you know divorce papers, revenge body, but like it still, <laughs> ha- it still has the silhouette. In fact, I even wonder if like some of the other features, like like the more flared Wolverine style face mask ears and stuff. I wonder if like. I mean, you know, kind of going off, uh, going off script here, but I wonder if like some of those cosmetic aspects are um, manifestations of some of the, the trauma and betrayal that he kind of feels. I mean, again, like, again, revenge body real. So it's like, I wonder if paper served (laughs) where he's got like the blue face mask and stuff like that. I mean, it's a really, really cool design. But it's it's different, but it still invokes yep. uh, what Soundwave is. And for this lifelong Soundwave fan, I'm like, mm, thumbs up. I, also, I, got, I got nothing bad to say about it. On that note, it would also be really interesting if we do get a flashback scene to like when Megatron is still at the Decepticons or, you know, whichever. Yeah. Because uh, at first, one of the biggest gripes with his design while being the sexiest was also it was too purple. There was too much purple. And I was like, I wonder if that was intentional for him to look like the embodiment of the Decepticon symbol. Now that Megatron does the picture. You know? Because like, you know how can you see in G1? He had like the white sides. It was really just kind of the top of his head. It was mostly white. Yeah. It is kind of going off of what you're saying, Mike, where it's like he is now the personification. Is that deliberate or was that just like a fun little thing for us to talk about? And you're reminding me too of one of my favorite Soundwave moments in that episode was where he plays back Megatron's own words at him. Yeah. Yeah. He did not like that. That was oh, that was. That and was we saw so a glimpse good. of the old Megatron. Yeah, he went he to the fear tactic. And if if you're like a nerd like me and you zoom in on the screen for Optimus, his face is just abject horror. Like, yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So, uh, uh, so good. I, uh, again, I, I really like that. I mean, it tears the damn heart out and, but, but it's like, I like that this episode is so late in the run because I think if it was earlier, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been earned. You know, it's like, yes. you, ne- you need to spend Absolutely. that much time with Megatron to understand and appreciate where he's coming from, what his vibe is. And so then you bring in Soundwave as a, as a mini boss, kind of the torchbearer of the, of the Decepticon cause. And again, it, it's a, it's another way of showing that maybe the Autobots and Ghost aren't aren't uh the benevolent force that they've kind of been cracked up to be based on how they how they treat the tapes. And they built Megatron up until that moment too, because Megatron, you can, you've been seeing the conflict beginning to rise in him in those last few episodes where he's beginning to speak out to Prime about Ghost and how he feels about all this is and how they're treating the Decepticons that they're taking down. So he's already in conflict. And if you've ever been in a uh in a relationship or a close relationship with somebody and they use your own words against you, that shit burns. Yeah. So so it's getting that burn on top of you still not being sure about what's going on, that just totally just that, that reminds just is, me that reminds me of like them using those like whatever they called them, the bolts or whatever when they were first like putting the cassettes in Megatron, even yes. refusing to touch one. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So it's like we gotta think that that conflict is something that they're gonna perpetuate hopefully through mm-hmm. the rest of the season and we'll see come to a head. Now, whether or not it's a falling out or if it's a, a come to a realization or if it's a truly ballsy move, it's Optimus who's truly the one who's taken the villainous arc. I don't yeah. know if they would ever yeah. do, but 
that would be ballsy. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's yeah, like yeah. one of those things that it's just like, there's so much here. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, I do appreciate that we have media here that is explicitly saying that, uh, you know, that black sites for detaining people are wrong, which took yeah. like one episode for them to say. Whereas meanwhile, you look at the flash and it took an entire season for them to actually acknowledge the fact that maybe putting all the villains in a black site was a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, you know, you get you get really good representations of Laser Beacon Ravage, you know, like uh, like we had already discussed, but the but the scene stealer, the the star of the show, yes. I mean, I mean, give it up for frenzy ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and 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 I I love that like I mean, I I don't remember who tweeted this. It may have been Nick Roche himself, but maybe it was somebody else, but it's like, you know, it doesn't matter which color which cassette boy is because Frenzy is a purple girl. And I just rocker punk chick. It's the hair, hair man. It's the hair and it was yeah. getting very much like British pop punk, like industrial revolution. Yeah. Do we know if that's a Nick design? Because it totally feels like a Nick design. It feels like it could be. I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know how much of that stuff is parsed out. Like mm -hmm. that one's mine. That one's not. I I don't know. It, it might be yeah. just like. There's a lot of collaborative it, stuff on those shows, but. I think so. But, but yeah, I mean, just between like, like that, the, you know, kind of like almost like guitar instrument thing and just like, I, yeah, um, I, I am there for frenzy. I, I just, I just love that. She's just such a fucking rotten punk. Um, yes. hey, get off my damn lawn. Like, you know, yeah. I mean? <laughs> well, in the way that rumble kind of is like, you know, in, yeah. in those early G one episodes, I mean, I, and you know, Frank Welker has talked about a lot, like, you know, what his specific vocal delivery is he wanted to go for like a little you know new york street punk yeah. and so so to have frenzy kind of be on the opposite end of the spectrum and you know i because I, I love that you know I, I could see her being like you know yeah. fucking uh 80s london uh soho punk or something like yeah. that I, or I like you know that. the destron drummer we that we all know and love <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> It's not your turn. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, I just, I, I just love that, uh, um, that, that character design so much. And that, that, I mean, for obvious reasons, that, that episode was, was a huge standout for me. I, I, uh, I really like that one. Perfection. Great. But and and again, you start to see the 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 edges start to fray a little bit of like you know who has the moral high ground here, you know that 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 kind of thing. Um, let's. I I want to talk about Skywarp some more because like mm -hmm. I, and and I love that that we're segueing from talking about frenzy to talking about Skywarp. First of all, um, you know, Techno, you had said this like a couple hours ago, but like to to use the the teleportation powers tactically and and uh in in actual useful combat combat and just just visually interesting mm -hmm. like you know i mm -hmm. with, with the crackling energy and all that stuff i yes. mean like best sky warp ever mm -hmm. you know i just i i i love it and um I oh, oh let me let me get my bottle of uh of uh g1 years <laughs> um why can't she be a girl who cares who gives a shit move on mm -hmm. And more Ooh, importantly, so refreshing. And more mm -hmm. importantly, uh, the uh, Skywarp and uh, Nova Storm give uh, Nicole Dubuque a piece of that uh, voice acting royalty pie. Yes. Ah, yeah. 
I'm still convinced at this point, like this is just my own personal pet theory that the reason that a lot of these writers have all been writing characters for themselves, voiced by themselves in their shows is because the residuals are just utter crap for their animation writing and the voice residuals are just that much better. I don't it's, think you'd it, be wrong. <laughs> it, it, it's the Ed Brubaker defense. You know, it's... It, yeah, it's exactly. Thing, yeah. And, exactly. And, and to, you know, uh, tangent and kind of... Hook writing that pays in. well. Animation writing does not. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we and, heard that from Eric Scott. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Yeah, that's what she had to go. Yeah. And, and, and the way to get paid, you know, cause like, you know, that that's, that's part of like the discussion with regards to like, you know, Marvel movies and co- it's mm-hmm. like, you start putting people in cameos, you know, it's like you, you uh-huh. get, you get these assholes in movies and get them paid. You know, it's, I, I use assholes as a pejorative, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 so yeah. Those, the, they're very nice people. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. It's getting late, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, uh, but I, I like, I like that take on uh, one on the Skywarp character. And I like that it's some seemingly rando seeker. You know, it's like, who gives a shit about Nova Storm? It's, it's not even Sunstorm. You know, it's like, you know, I, and, and, but, but that, what that says, I think, is that that unlocks the uh, realm of possibilities. It's like, what are the seekers like? Because we've seen Starscream at this point. So we know Starscream's a dude. We know that that um, uh, Skywarp and Nova Storm are female presenting. So what does that mean? It's like, so where's Thundercracker? Where, uh, where, uh, where are the Rainmakers? You know, what what does this mean for Seekers in general? And I, I, um, I, I can't help but think of the Seekers in Cyberverse who had, yeah. you know, a, a couple different character models. And I, I forget who was it. Was it Acid Storm? Yes. Oh, the green, yes. the green one. Yeah, that, yes. that that was was shown with both uh, male and female uh, character yeah. models. I mean, I'm sure it was a, like an animation error or whatever. But yeah, like, they just leaned into it. But they leaned into it, and, mm-hmm. and like, so um, wouldn't that be cool if like we see some of that here, where it's like you know, yeah. e- even and I don't, I don't think I want this, but I'm just saying it for the sake of discussion. What if the next time we see Skywarp, they're they're in a a male presenting form, mm-hmm. or maybe like the time after that, she's back to yep. being in a female presenting form. I I yep. you know having like I don't know uh, androgynous gender gender fluidity. fluidity. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds like a cool concept. I I I, I like I said I I think I I'm I'm looking way too much into it and seeing more than yeah. what's there but um but I I still think that that's cool and it, it just seeing a legacy character like Skywarp uh be gender flipped just for the sake of it I I I think unlocks the the mm-hmm. realm of possibilities that anything is possible I th- I th- I th- yeah. I think it's great where, where, whereas unlike say like frenzy that that's like a new representation mm-hmm. of that character yes. i, I yeah. think frenzy and skywarper like kind of yeah. two mm-hmm. separate things yeah. that makes sense i, I am like curious if, i am curious if the choice of skywarp i imagine that lar- that was mainly skywarp chosen because of the teleporting power specifically mm-hmm. but i can't help but note as well that skywarp and nova storm in cyberverse both weren't both of them female so 
Because wasn't Skywarp uh, a girl so. when she I showed up right. at the very I end of the series? Think you're, I right. think you're right. So there is a, So I'm sure that there was that whole internal discussion of what can we do with Skywarp and someone pointing out that, oh, hey, in this series, technically we did this, so no one's going to riot because we could say, oh, they did it there. Because I'm yeah. sure there wasn't, I'm sure, this is a writer's room. I'm sure they had, full of nerds, I'm sure they had all of those internal back and forth discussions. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'll raise you one more. I think they had a bingo card, like like I had said a couple hours ago. It's like, what's going to piss people off? What, what, how can we squeeze out some more G1 or tears? You know what? Let's You're running low on t- those. Yeah, I know, right? It's getting low. You um, need to go oh, to YouTube. You, worry. you need when to go to YouTube. Do something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, as long as Thundercracker shows up with a dog named Buster, I'll be really happy in the end. Okay. Please give us IDW Thundercracker in this show. He would Thundercracker being an actual playwright in on Earth. (laughs) Renowned for maybe he wrote. I mean, again, this is like the place where it could happen, right? Like this is appropriate. Oh, what would be amazing? It'd be a way to show us, say, a darker side to Ghost. Even say if they go after Thundercracker, who's doing nothing wrong except being holed up writing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that could be like a good. turning point for like, yeah, why are we doing this? Yeah, I, I really like, and I think, I think that's we we talked about this a while ago, but I think that's going to be one of those linchpins where like someone who is seemingly innocent is wronged by ghost and i think that's that's gonna be where we're gonna start seeing some um um allegiance flips and yep. like oh this is not this is wrong yep. um and and i th- i think it's going to be something like that i think you're absolutely right well, we got flavors of that already with the cassette bots with mega mm-hmm. sure we did. they wouldn't hurt anyone like they're just cassette bots you know what i mean but they were following orders yeah but yeah <laughs> but like, so like what he like releases them and stuff it's like you know yes who's to say well yeah, and exactly I, and i i would say also on on the thundercracker tip the 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 show is so subtle to where i wouldn't be surprised if you don't see just like a a movie poster or a book or something uh, just like like written by oh. thundercracker and just like just just the the most subtlest casualist reference that that'll shoot over your head but it's like ah whoa, whoa. here i come oh here i come oh i i got you <laughs> you know the, you i know, was trying to zoom in so close on those comic books to see like okay like who's who wrote these talk about the comics Oh my god, that was, that was so good. Cool. Oh right. So good. I mean, and, and what what a what a gift to longtime fans where you have basically Marvel style comics right alongside aesthetically with G1 mm-hmm. cartoons. It's yeah. just like that's mm. yeah. Oh yeah, wasn't there one that looked like a car wash of Doom Nod? I'm trying to yes. remember now. Yeah, yeah there's the, there there was a couple like I, even like aesthetically like you know mm-hmm. even if not like the image doesn't match up I I got I gotta go rewatch that now but um but yeah it's like the, there's a few that just kind of like invoke the spirit very very similar to the uh the animated flashback itself like there there are some specific shot for shots but then there's some other stuff that just kind of like invokes um right. uh the spirit there. Um, so yeah, so so we're we're kind of like you know neck deep in in that in that uh, uh, final two parter. We we already talked about uh, the the fighting quite a bit, um, but we haven't we we we've touched on uh, the the next motion of the series and the um, the birth of the new Terrans, and I, it, it's interesting because I, I I find I find myself 
very very mixed on on the new Terrans because like it, it's fascinating that you spend the entirety of the series with Twitch and Thrash and getting to know them and them growing alongside both Robbie and Mo and you're very much in them and then suddenly the character count doubles in the last episode yeah. and it just it, it I I don't I don't think they were trying to cram too much in, no. but I also think they were trying to cram too much in because like um, it, it, I mean, obviously we're setting things up for future seasons and, and future stories, but I really felt that the new Terrans kind of, kind of got the, the short shrift. What, a um, what, a Charlie, what do you think? What, what's, what's your take on uh, kind of like seeing like so many new characters right off the bat? It was definitely like a little bit of an overload. I do love all three of them. Don't get me wrong. And I did want to eventually get into the part where like hashtag was pretending to make up that backstory that she was roommates with Skywarp. And then they showed like the weird fan <laughs> art with like yeah. them being in love and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> oh, they got in real daring with this show. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> but it definitely was like, oh, shoot. Like, oh we got really close to these two kiddos now we have to try to get close to these new characters instead of just kind of slowly like introducing them one by one i understand what they did just like what you were saying but it was definitely like one of those situations like oh shoot now we have to get used to like more characters being close when we just got super close to twitch and thrash individually and now there's three more <laughs> yeah it was an interesting take that they went like oh we're gonna have this plot where optimus takes these babies to fucking they're kids. war. Like, <laughs> they're actually kids. Like, don't you wonder, are they going to grow up or get bigger too? Yeah. Like, well, and also just like, even if you just think of it on the premise, like, okay, well, why aren't you calling in RC? Why aren't you calling yeah. in Alita? Yeah. Battle Alita. <laughs> like, yeah. if, we're just, if we're just going off of like ghost bots, because I don't want to like bring Wheeljack and, you know, stuff into it. But it's like, that was a really strange move, but I'm not sure if it was like the writers had kind of overplayed their hand or something, or if they're like, we got to hold back a little bit. We have to like, you know, introduce these new characters, but it did feel very front loaded. And I am a bit worried that they've been so good at fleshing out all these stories with all the like filler episodes and stuff like that. Is yeah. it going to just be more yeah. rehashing of what we've already seen or to a lesser degree so we don't get to connect with them as much, which I think would be a huge disservice as well. Yeah, unless and, and and this is this is awful to say, but I I know I got I know I got some uh, uh writers here. Um, it, yeah, I I think so. I I think maybe one, if not more, of these characters might just get crossed off. Um, might become like a mandroid arm or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, I think we know which one won't because they're solicited on toys. But yes. Ah, there you go. My mind went to which one of them becomes a Decepticon. Yes. That too. That's where my mind went. Yeah, we're yes. Somewhere. yes. Well, so I mean, there, there's there... enough of them to where we can lose one and focus on them being over there going through the dark side of growing up with the wrong people. And then you focus on the other ones who are growing up with the right people. And, you know, is it nature over nurture? Uh, where, where are they going to go with that? So I think there's storytelling possibility with that. Well, and Hashtag was already dreaming up a romance novel <laughs> yeah. with Skyward. So yeah, I'm yeah. telling you, 
bad girls. <laughs> the amount of diversity and daring moves that they made with this show, I I still am like, was, is this a real show I just watched? What yeah. is this real? <laughs> is yep. this a fan fiction? Am I? I just love that they made it look like fan art too. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> All I took away from it. Yeah, <laughs> I think what still blew my mind too was just that even the fact that because they had uh, put all the press uh, emphasis had been on Twitch and Thrash. Yeah. So I know I was legitimately taken by surprise when all of a sudden in the uh, arc finale, they are bringing in three new characters, like with no warning. And I was just like, wait, are they actually, oh my God, they are actually bringing in new characters, like out of the blue, like with no fanfare or announcement. Yeah. Now, Good granted, job show. Think- if we think about the back end of the series, it is going to be longer than what we've seen because it's 26 yes. episodes. We got 10. So we're going to have 16 episodes worth of content. So I'm assuming yeah. they'll parse it out. And that's why they and, had it in a mid-season break. Yeah. And now we've got but, a full team of five plus a mentor. Yes. Yeah. Like five tends to be the magic number for a lot of Transformers shows for the teams of uh, Autobots, <laughs> which does actually add credence to the idea that one will die or defect because we have one too many. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I know they're all modes so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very curious. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the brilliance of it too is like we just what do they t- turn into? Like that's what we got to remember like the the kid angle and like mm-hmm. the average viewer angle it just what is it Yeah, the fact we went those from? episodes too and we still don't know what they're going to turn into. I yeah. um, I like yeah. that they're actually taking their time with uh, picking the all modes as well. Like and it, it, made a very it took a few episodes. Yes. Yeah. Watch um, one of them just from the fucking hoverboard. <laughs> but like the lame one? one the hoverboard hoverboard <laughs> yeah, one yeah. that's the decepticon <laughs> yeah. are you hot hoverboard 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 do we know when the second half's coming out is it like february or it has not been released mm, yet but the girl is scouring the internet She's scouring <laughs> you just counting on you just stock hollywood insider yeah there Pardon? you go no, just stock my, my Twitter. Has, has, has Earthspark dropped a new episode air dates yet? Every day I go, no. <laughs> I'm just so curious if they're going to get like bigger or not. If like that's their size, like this kind of breed of robot stays around that size, like kind of mini bot size. Because even Bumblebee towers over and Bumblebee was a mini bot. Yeah. Now he's a big boy too. Still yeah. short, but yeah. big. He's like a and little actually, boy to like Megatron. And actually, yeah. No, go ahead. Getting back to the creation, but that brings up a bit with uh, that I missed saying earlier with regards to Quintus there. Mm, that oh, I still yeah, find yeah. interesting from the standpoint of Ooh. like this is all stuff straight out of uh, the uh, all straight out, out of the uh, Covenant of Primus there with regards to the Quintus Prime lore in yes. that yeah, his yeah. artifact was an artifact that could create life on other worlds, and he left Cybertron to go spread life to other worlds. Now, why his artifact yeah. is on Earth, what does that mean about Quintus Prime himself, for mm-hmm. instance? Mm-hmm. Is he still alive? Is he, like, in the planet somewhere? Does he still create the... Did he go off and create the Quintessons at some point? Oh, yeah, even just the fact that on the actual... This was a bit there on the wall there in the inscriptions. One of those glyphs looked suspiciously like Mandroid's uh, little spider robots. Yeah, I, I noticed that, too. Like, where they all come from? Yeah. I swear to God, if fucking Earth is Unicron, I'm out, though. All right. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Let's just make Earth Gaia. Oh, I can feel that. Or make it it Quintessa. 
make the point that I'm just going to talk in disguise. Steal a page out of the last night. Yeah. Yeah, let's just get my future and make it Gaia. I love it. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, so I mean that that's that's it. That uh, we 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 made it through ten episodes of, uh, of uh, Transformers Ooh. Earth Spark. Um, so I know I know a bunch of us had like a bunch of notes. I know we <laughs> talked about a bunch of stuff, but like uh, Michael Andrews, we haven't heard from you for a few. What uh, 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 things we might not have covered yet? Let's. I I think I think we've transitioned into the part of the show where it's just like clean out the drawers you what know, do you like, like? what's good what, stuff what's yeah, what, uh, study notes? yeah. <laughs> like what, what what do you got left <laughs> well i just liked all i mean i kind of brought it up earlier but i just liked all like the 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 tiny little i i hesitate to call them easter eggs but i like the uh the the dad's like drawer full of merch i liked his yeah. suit i just liked i just like this world building sort of like all this like stuff that we have that that shows the transformers have been on earth for a while i think that was that's ultimately what my favorite stuff comes down to yeah yeah techno how about you um yeah like i really like just uh, a lot of the great character inclusions were fantastic mm-hmm. there again the narrative is really good the character work is very strong and mm-hmm. just uh to add on to uh what you just said there uh mike like we've not actually really had a transformer series before which dealt with the notion of We've had the whole ancient aliens angle with Transformers sometimes, but sure. we've never had the angle of the Transformers have been a known part of human society for decades. That is a very new angle, and it is one that they have barely scratched the surface on, and that since one of their characters is a historian, I do feel that we are going to be getting more on that, too. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that has to be, like, on purpose, right? Has to be. sort of, like, his That's his a very job. specific yeah. thing, yeah. A very specific profession. Well, he's a doctorate, is he not? Yes. Like, he has like a yeah. PhD in Cybertronian yeah. history. So it's like. He's a doctor yeah. of Bumblebee. That's all <laughs> uh, which, which I'm also curious like, how do you get said doctorate? Who the hell are you talking to that you know the entire history? If you're only talking to Megatron and Optimus, they're going to have two very different views. But that's yeah. another kind of words. I'm sure it's like, don't think that hard into it. Like, you're not supposed to. But inevitably questions yeah says says the person who knows everything about alita one this wasn't a question for you at all was it <laughs> listen i mean have you, have you spoken your piece are you, are you yeah yeah go ahead go ahead <sighs> it's time it's time here we go this is what people waited three hours for <laughs> i feel incredibly alita baited i have some pink like i like blue balls from this series honestly and and listen i wanted to say that that it felt a little too real so i was like i'm I'm not going to go there but it truly gets to be this time of night it's all good it truly is one of those things where it was like again as we kind of saw with war for cybertron now granted in the first season she alita was very much a present part of it and you know not going to dissect that entire show but it, it basically came down to the studio and the producers not being able to have like creative control over their character needed to phase her out because of ultimately she wasn't going to be getting a toy line. They didn't think she'd be as big of a character. Flash forward now to the Alita Renaissance period. We are living in love, Stan, <laughs> eating it. But she is in so much promotional material and was only in like three point two episodes. And I yeah. I clocked it, and she had about. <laughs> 
five, seven minutes of actual screen time maximum. And if I'm like actually including it over the course of these 10 episodes. So I am a little worried that it is going to be another one of these teas now, especially that we've introduced these three other Terrans mm-hmm. where it's like, we haven't seen her a lot. And it's like, you know, again, Optimus purely in a canonical sense. Why the fuck wasn't she called in for the Mandroid takedown? Yeah. Like, bitch would have had it done in five minutes. Like, that's why. That that's why. Because <laughs> they used all their budget on the fight scenes. Don't you write? And like, the fight scenes, I was like, where the fuck is she? Like, you can't present us with this, like, great, powerful person in canon and then just not have her be a part of these things that she ought to. So, whatever. Anyways, yeah, yeah. my hopes and dreams and manifestations are for the later episodes we see more of her and also we see more development because aside from like being that spunky fiery like honestly should be leading the autobots at this time like daddy miss prime was wheezing after throwing his extra the first episode like retire write your brochures you precious old man let your wife handle this but it is one of those where it's like i need more of it and i just it was not hitting for me, and that is my biggest gripe with the series. To surprise of no one. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was kind of uh, uh, unfortunately dreading that. It's like, because, like, you know, on one hand, it's it's the Alita Assance, but yeah, not quite enough. But not for nothing, I'm not bitching about a lack of sound wave. Oh no, oh, no. no I'm also, fine. I'm also like one fear. She dies because <laughs> I'm like I am just so burnt, and I'm just like I'm I not just... her. Do not K-word her, please, for the love of yeah, God. Yeah, <laughs> as long as she's not literally fridged like she was on War for Cyberpunk. Yeah. Like, I lost it when I was like, did they just literally fridge Alita 1? Oh my yeah. God, they did. I mean, I, I was screaming at my TV just saying, literally? Ri- like, <laughs> literally. I'm like, come on. That does oh. make me wonder if there was, say, oh, someone in the writer's room went, look, if you're going to do, if we're going to fridge her, we're going to just take it this far just to point yeah. out. Just, yeah. Like, because I could see that being a writer in a writer in joke of, yeah, we know what we did, guys. It was more so yeah. like we know what we had to do because, again, and I've talked yeah. about ad nauseum with yes. people on production sure. from the horse's mouth where it's like it, their hands were tied and unfortunately mm-hmm. that was something out of their control and had to, right. you know, make as optimists they, they make, make lemons the out of lemonade. Yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. Anyways, that's my piece. Thanks for joining the Alita One show. Back at the next <laughs> half of the season. Okay. Okay. But I want to add to that too, though. Her alt mode rocks kicks ass uh, kicks and, ass and she yeah. sort of has that like cliff jumper vibe of tf prime like mm-hmm. so don't say that because i'm scared no, <laughs> no, no, don't say wow wow Jeez. Dude, Jeez. get ready to knife fight at the next yeah, convention if you yeah. ever show up, Mike. Uh, <laughs> you see that, everybody? Oh, my gosh. That's, but, I mean, you know, so getting back to, like, the, the vehicle mode there, I, I – I, one, I, 
I love all the alt modes in in this show, but like I, you know, they're they're all indicative of uh, the personality. And once I saw that Alita was like a rough and tumble all terrain four by four vehicle, and it's like even when she is like walking around, she's got like these big tire kibbles on the back that just kind of yeah. like shake. The Heelys are my everything. So cool. <laughs> yeah, and the Heelys, dude. So mm-hmm. cool. Dude, I was like fucking finally because that was an idea I had for my own like purposes so i was like why have we never seen heelys like this is yeah. right here for the taking so i, mean, wow. I own that i would swipe an rotf yeah i was i was actually gonna yeah. say that i was gonna say something positive because it's like i i hate <laughs> that that character's name is sideswipe but everything else i like about heelys. it oh, you mean the best version of sideswipe <laughs> i have 12 versions of the best version of sideswipe at home and he is not silver and has roller skates and <laughs> We're not talking about that here. We're not talking about that here. But um, I was gonna say something about about uh, it, design, but it, it it eluded me. Um, at least at least she's not the Homer, is her alt mode. <laughs> and she plays La Cucaracha. I I love that. I love that design though. I love that she's got like big stompy boots. Yeah, yeah. Like his Nike high tops on. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I was gonna say about the design footwear. It's like every, everybody's got banging footwear. Everybody's got like sick kicks in uh in in Earth Spark, you know. Um, uh, Megatron's That's got one of the like, new like, character names actually. Sick kicks. Hashtag sick kicks. I'd be doing a brand integration with them. Stat like I would buy the Alita one Nike high tops in a heartbeat. Like of course you would. Bankroll it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, as if there's any questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the check. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so um so Charlie, how about you? Like, you know, having having like just come uh one returning to uh Transformers fandom. Welcome back, by the way. Woo! Um but then having having like basically like shotgunned all this stuff so it's very fresh in your mind. Like you just finished like the last episode, like just before we recorded. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so fresh in your mind. But but yeah, I'm just just kind of curious, like, you know, uh, uh closing thoughts, things 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 that still rattling around in your drawer that we might not have uh, touched on yet. No, I mean, like, the biggest thing, I mean, granted, I have not touched the actual fandom besides talking to you guys, because I don't want to personally, but, uh, so I don't know what they're saying, but, um... Well, I could tell you a little bit what they're saying. <laughs> ah, see, yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> good, 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 good. I'm happy so to hear salty. that they are like it because there are some characters I'm like, oh, the fandom is totally eating them up, and I love that for them, because yeah. yes. But, um, from my aspect of not really touching transformers for like past year or so like just coming in it just was such a fresh air a breath of fresh air because there were just so many things in this show that i've wanted to see in transformer series in the past that i was let down on and like they just really pushed the uh what's the saying push the envelope, envelope. envelope. yeah push the envelope uh <laughs> french kiss <laughs> they really <laughs> fucked the envelope this time they uh came <laughs> on you if you will <laughs> but yes they really really pushed the envelope this time and they definitely did do a lot of things that the fandom i remember has just been begging to see in a series for years that the comics did that they're slowly integrating into tv shows and doing it tastefully which i really really appreciate it was it was very nice it was very very tactfully done well so yeah Perfect. I I love it. Very very cool. Like like I said, you know, it's like th- this makes for a really good 
uh, jumping on point, regardless if like you're a new fan or a lapsed fan or a longtime fan. It's like, you know, again, who is this for? It's for everybody. Yes. A hundred percent great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You have a very good point. Like she was really heavy in the first like episode two. And then like, she mm-hmm. just started to disappear. I'm like, what, where'd, she <laughs> where'd she go? Where'd she go? So how about you, Joe? What uh, what you got rattling around? And uh, do you, you got any notes left? I do have one note. There's a couple things that are off the top of my head, though. When, yeah. Where the hell is Hot Rod? All right, Aww. that that that's my boy. He yeah. better show up next season. That's that was one thing. Second thing, those Terrans are lucky they didn't come across a brother and sister team like me and my sister, because <laughs> oh. if they were looking for stability and emotional evenness, they wouldn't have found it with us. I'll tell you that right now. It would have been it would have been a little bit more rough and tumble in the beginning with them. Um, so yeah so they got lucky so they got lucky on that one the third one do the sleeves give those kids like superpowers or something because they fell down all over the damn place in this show robbie's riding around on a fucking uh on a a a drone like 20 feet off the air falls down these kids are falling down the hills and shit running into caves (laughs) (laughs) and saved by metal like even when they're all falling off of the mandroid mechanical thing megatron scoops them all and is like have you ever been hit by a car? That's what it would feel like. You oh would be when the kids crushed. fell off the bridge before the sleeves. I'm like, uh, how did yeah. they not break all their bones? <laughs> like, they're just getting back up. If I, it would be pretty broken. What is when the we find, water in Witwicky? <laughs> when we find out their T800s, we're all going to really drop our jaws. But um, the way they're able to like rip the cameras off a fucking spaceship like no problem i think there's something there i i'm half joking but i'm half thinking there's something up with these kids um so remember how it's kind of like the opposite side where robbie and mo whatever when they were angry twitch and thrash got stronger so it's like i kind of wonder if there's going to be this like feedback cycle that might Mm -hmm. are we getting dare we say a sorry some deck by another name oh good point so yep that was my last point. Those those fucking kids, they survive everything. So something's up. Yeah, uh, but kids. <laughs> it's called it's a cartoon. Yeah, kids are very yeah. durable in cartoons. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, they did stab the shit out of robots with sticks and get away with it too. So uh, I, I think it. <laughs> As long as true. it's not so long as it's not gun violence and American Dad, humans can survive just about anything in a cartoon. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. Well, and, and especially in Transformers too, because uh, uh, humans are nigh invulnerable in, uh, oh. in in Transformers cartoons for sure. Lot um, armor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I, I uh, a couple things I I had rattling around, um, and and it's all having to do with the animation and the animation style. Uh, one. Um, and again, not not to knock on other shows, but man, for a show called Transformers, so much transforming and in yes. the way that you want to see it, like, you know, uh, for transportation, for combat, for tactical advantage, you know, it's like and and the dynamics of it, too, you know, where it's like, you know, you're, you're tumbling around, switching to alt mode fly around some more and then then switch back i mean i i i love that stuff i mean you know where like you know you're you're cycling through your alt mode over and over it's i just i 
I, I eat that right. stuff up. That, that that's, hit that's that Megatron had when he was the helicopter and just yeah. absolutely took Skywarp's face off with oh, the color. Oh, yeah. It was like, oh my yeah. Christ. Never knew <laughs> again good. I needed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so much transforming. I I I yeah, love to see it. But one of the things that that um we alluded us a little bit when we were talking about like the the overall um vibe and aesthetic of the show is that obviously it, it's it's uh 3D computer generated uh forward, but like and I don't remember exactly when I clocked it. It may have been like after I don't know, episode three even, where you start seeing explosions. You, and you get you get that touch of like that hand drawn 2D, 2D animation there oh, and man. and how it's like it, how it just meshes so well to the point where mm-hmm. i i was in some conversations with some folks on on discord like i don't understand it's like is my tv broken is like is is the is it is it wrong is it an error i i don't i don't understand i don't get it and i think it's one of those things where it's you know, i i think Something like uh, Into the Spider-Verse changed the animation game so much by introducing this multimedia, um, different styles, clashing styles overlapping on top of one another to where it's like, I mean, even like even like that new Puss in Boots movie has has like some of that same type of aesthetic where it's kind of like doing a little bit of both, uh, which is cool because, you know, you like seeing. Uh, innovation and imitation of the innovation but like so like but i i feel like in this where it's like it, it's used very subtly but it's a it's another thing to to make it visually interesting something where it's like you have to see it a few times where it's like wait a sec there there's there's some hand-drawn style animation mm-hmm. here as well and i very just um, appreciate it yeah i clocked Super. it with alita's heelys when she first pulled them out i was like is that smoke yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like, the that... i am zoomed in and i was like oh, fuck yeah <laughs> yeah yep and that's where yeah. i realized i'm like this is the same a lot of the same people that worked on the tmnt show because they did the and same style so... which everybody went bonkers yeah. over oh, yeah. it very okay. much showed. i was gonna yep. say that as well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that up yeah, yeah. So, so that's something that's kind of established from the studio already. That that's something they're already doing. Oh, that's that's dope. Yeah, so you should definitely check the that. Artist who worked on it. Yes, definitely check out that show. A lot of people love it. it was very. I didn't really watch it, but a lot of people just loved that Nickelodeon yeah. one. Oh yeah, is, is that the most current one? Like like the yes. one where the one where like uh, Raphael is the leader and he's all like yoked up. Oh, yeah, that's Rise of the Team. Rise that's right. Team. Remember the name one, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, that's the name of it. Okay. Yeah, it's like- that movie was great. Yes, I saw the animation. Holy I'm hell! I, I still oh, I still okay. need to give the show a proper stab because like episode one didn't grab me. But the animation, even though I didn't really grab me, I couldn't deny that the animation was amazing. It grows on you. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. animation is just spectacular. So I do need yeah. to sit down and watch it. We'll sit, watch through the show one of these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so funny, too. Nice. I, I love that. And, you know, we, we talked a lot about the voice acting already. And I know we already talked about um, Alan Tudyk's uh, performance as Optimus Prime. But it's like I... You know, having just recently been in the presence of Peter Collin, going back to the source, um, what I what I like about that performance is that it invokes the spirit 
without being an imitation. imitation. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, what little v big a with with regards to voice acting and um so he he's doing something where it sounds like it without being a sound alike you know it's like yes. i mean again he's definitely uh-huh. doing doing his his own thing and um there there are times that it comes across very not optimist like and then mm-hmm. there are other times where it's like it's it's very much the the warm milk mm-hmm. uh uh you know <laughs> delivery so it's like it's but i think when we talk about where transformers goes from here in terms of um you know uh legacy not legacy not meaning like the the action figure line or or anything like that but just like in terms of where things go from here um i think earth spark really represents where this type of storytelling can go because you know i i think i think we all love that hit of nostalgia um but we also want something new and i i i i have a good appetite for cover songs you know it's like and and for me i think what a component of a good cover is something that invokes the spirit of what the original is but while putting a little bit of a twist on it, but not so much of a twist to where it's unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also adding, just to jump in there, and also adding its own spin on stuff. Like, yeah. I think you mentioned music. I thought immediately of Cybertronic Spree doing covers of classic 80s songs, but then creating their own. So it's like, oh, it's familiar, but then it's different. Therefore, I'm being fed two different meals, and I love it. I want more because I'm addicted to both. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's get out of here and do uh, do some plugs. Um, let's see. So let's uh, let, I'll go counterclockwise. Um, uh, Joe, if folks wanted to um, uh, dig your cool social media posts and connect with you on the internet, how would they do so? Um, you can check um, tfjobot one on Twitter, uh, tfjobot on Instagram, and um, just thanks for listening and hope to see you soon. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It is always a pleasure. Uh, Chally, how about you? You uh, you have an awesome channel that you've been you've been working on uh, with uh, uh, with your brother that you've been uh, while you've been away from Transformers fandom. Uh, why, why don't you yeah, uh, throw that um, a plug and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So uh, I I do tarot card readings and pendulum readings for people. We do them for free. Um, And that's Manifest Believe Repeat on YouTube. We are nearing in on 1300 subscribers. Uh, And uh, on Facebook, we are almost at 700 followers. So we are zeroing in there. Uh, But yeah, so Manifest Believe Repeat on YouTube. And if you want to check out my side animation channel, uh, I'm almost at 200 subscribers on that. That's Charlie's Animated Life. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Challenger Girl 9. (laughs) Hell yeah. I I love it. I love it. Free tarot card readings. You guys are all invited to come in if you'd like one. So cool. (laughs) Interested. I, I should have cool. asked earlier. We should almost just done that as like a group thing, but that that's, <laughs> that's fine. And 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 I I'm I'm so glad that that uh, um that you're doing content and being successful. And it's so cool. Thank you. Again. It's appreciated. I, I, 
we're it's very a, close to getting monetized so it'll be very exciting when that ooh. happens because we do this for free we only take donations if people want to skip yeah. the line to get taken care of immediately yeah, yeah. um i don't like the concept of psychics taking advantage of people in need and charging like a stupid amount of money we don't right. like that so i gotcha i gotcha mm -hmm. awesome stuff awesome thank stuff. you thank you appreciate it you're very welcome. Um, how about you, Fala Lalalita? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get my Christmas spirit on. Yes. <laughs> I am primarily active on Twitter. You can find me at Lalalita with three underscores behind the final A in Lita. Um, I'm also same username on Instagram, and you can find me on Archive of Our Own. I've, I've as I've mentioned, rather, I am a fic writer. It's a slow going process, but my current work, Edge of Oblivion, is up and is due for a chapter update soon. So definitely read that. It's my pride and joy. Um, if you go to my Twitter page, I have a link tree that'll link out to all of my socials there so you can see other podcast appearances I've been on, other places I'm lurking. And recently, I've just joined Hive in the Twitter semi-quasi-exodus. You can find me there <laughs> at Lalalita on Hive as well. And come scream at me about Alita One. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Uh, what do you got going on, Eggman? Let's hear uh, let, what, oh. what does General Techno have to yes. promote and plug? Please. Yes, I actually plug. have a bunch of stuff to promote and plug. I mean, there's my usual I social media it. stuff. Can find this, find me at, uh, at General Techno on like Twitter, on, you know, mainly active on Twitter. But I mean, like, I do, I've been trying to post a little more on Instagram lately. Um, I've been doing a bit of streaming on Twitch here and there, just some VTubing there mainly stuff like Genshin Impact, that sort of thing. And this month, actually, for YouTube, because I went, finally went out and bought a Lightbox after, like, year after months of going, I really should do that and try and do toy streaming. I built up a big backlog of toys I was waiting to open until I got the Lightbox. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to just do what I did five years ago and do an advent calendar where I open stuff every day. So I've been oh, putting those up on YouTube yeah. so far. I'm, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I started a few days behind. Like, on Sunday, I had to film, like, you know, four or five days worth of content there on Sunday because I was behind uh, and just getting all the all the images and stuff ready. But yeah, like I've been getting going in at that right now. And yeah, you can find that on my YouTube channel, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Very good. And uh, you already plugged your socials, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, general techno. Yeah, like uh, Twitch, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I am on Hive as well. Once as soon as they go back up so sure i i got gotcha. you michael <laughs> andrews you you got you got books you got you got stuff coming up that's it me, books tell me, yeah tell me, <laughs> tell me tell 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 my friends about the books yeah yeah well i am a novelist i guess uh i've written three books you can find them on amazon uh hey, time out time out yeah stop with the negative self-talk it's not ah, come it's on. not come <laughs> up i guess it's like so hard. author motherfucker you sound like me here jeez you sound like me everything i've done is bad <laughs> Don't eat that shit up anyway. <laughs> Seriously, right. read Coming of Mage. It fucking rules. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've written three amazing novels. They're the best books ever written. 
Ah, you see, it's hard. Anyway, uh, they're on Amazon. Coming of Mage, uh, the sequel, War for a Ma- uh, War for the Mages. A War like, for the Mages. Yeah, it's be- because too, too furious wasn't uh, wasn't something you were interested. In. Right, right. And my latest is Gone for a Spell. It doesn't have anything to do with the first two books. So if you're looking for something a little darker, spooky, that's where it is. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Michael Andrews. It's there ish. Boop. Oh and, yeah, uh, Michael M I K E L. I love it with with the awesome. correct spelling. Yes, and 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 coming soon ish. Maybe I don't know. Maybe early early twenty twenty seven. Uh, probably put something up. I, I swear to Christ, we're going to do two mics too furious where, where me and Michael Andrews will sit through and watch transformers animated because he's a big fan and it's a blind spot for me. So look for two mics too furious sometime in, uh, in, in the future. Um, you can find me on all the social medias. I am at, well, no, I can't even say that anymore because I, I don't have mastodon i'm not in the hive i'm just a fucking boomer um on uh, on the twitter the facebook and the instagrams okay, i have our, our title i have our title <laughs> exactly live for uh, the swarm join the hive there you go <laughs> there you go all right and with that that will wrap things up for this episode finally mercifully uh thank you all so much for uh listening and for hanging out with us and if you want to listen to my podcast mike cyber radio you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, stitcher google podcast spotify tune in or wherever the hell else you listen to your podcast like share and rate review the show let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future for my guests joe bot Chally, Lala, Fala, Lala, Lita, General Techno, and Michael Andrews. Uh, my name is Mike. This has been Mike Cybert Radio. And until next time, tell all or one, make good choices. I oh, went off what? my script. Oh, shit. I forgot to plug my OnlyFans. Wait, that's so quiet. still live. You can plug it. I mean, there's still time. I, you have to, oh. I'm going to move the mouse yes, over to where it's going. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mike Cyber Radio is recorded in Seattle, Washington. Our original theme song is written and performed by Lucia Fasano. Get her music on all streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Music, including her groovy new single, Habitable Planets. Check out her Instagram at Lucia underscore Fasano. Our closing theme is a nice place to visit by these young fools. Use with permission from Michael Geisler. Check out Michael's website, bytormusic.com. Special thanks to Andy Lita for our logos and graphic design. He is at GoGoAndyRobo out on Twitter. Become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group. And you can follow me on social media at MikeCybertRadio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out my YouTube channel for even more videos. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to be a guest on the show? Send me an email, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com.